Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the RF Generation Playcast. I'm GreyGhost81, and in this episode, we'll be discussing our game for July 2016. This month, we'll jump all the way back to the beginning of Naughty Dog's critically acclaimed Uncharted franchise, as Floyd takes us through a playthrough of Uncharted Drake's Fortune on the PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4. Does this game hold up almost nine years after its original release, or is it better left buried in the past? Find out in our discussion. Please remember to follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on YouTube, and like us on Facebook. You can listen to the show on Podbean and iTunes. As always, don't forget to log on to rfgeneration.com to join our playthroughs and discuss the awesome games we play together. Thank you as always for listening, and now, on with the Playcast. God, I'm so happy to be on the air. I I have such a great weekend lined up, and it kicks off with this freaking podcast, and I'm psyched. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> That's right. And then the hookers. You know, I, I love I love doing these shows with you guys on Fridays. Yeah. Hell yeah! It's a much better experience mm-hmm. than doing it on a Sunday night, where you know that you have to get up the next morning and go to work. The, yeah. the feeling of happiness to talk about a game, and then the feeling of. Um, upcoming doom and dread <laughs> yeah. yeah the work week is doom oh it's not well for me it's it not be. that bad but i i know what you're saying no i like my job i get to go on walks and catch pokemon all day hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> my my where where i live i'm i'm really lucky hey how do you guys know kilometers now that you're playing pokemon go no no, man, I've, I've been a proponent of the metric system forever because I it just, just makes sense. It totally just makes sense, and the conversions <laughs> are so much easier. Yeah. But, uh, what, yeah, what, it's cool. What you guys, with your imperial system, come on. Water, um, what, water freezes at thirty-two and boils at at a hundred and two hundred and twelve. Two twelve, yeah. Yeah, come on, just make freezing point zero and make boiling point 100. Well, if you already know our system, why don't you f- get on board? <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want to do math. Yeah. Um, it really doesn't make a lot yeah, of sense. Yeah, how, how, how have you guys uh, progressed in your uh, Pokemon Go adventures? I think Steven's a grandmaster now. So right. probably is. He's probably in the Elite Four. <laughs> yeah. He's a secret fifth member of the Elite Four. He's ready to burn his phone after all the texts that we send around about Pokemon <laughs> Go and he'll be the only one not playing. Uh, yeah, I learned a lot about Pokemon Go from you guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, uh, let's funny. see, I'm uh, level 19 now, almost level 20. Damn. So, uh, yeah. That's good, man. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just 14, and I'm noticing uh, seems to be dropping off a little bit. the The area near me that I was mm-hmm. talking about in the last show, the church and the water tower, mm-hmm. I never see anybody there anymore. Uh, 
I don't want to call it because I do see the gym changing hands a lot that that is also there. So hopefully people Mm -hmm. are still hanging around, but they're also unfortunately doing a little construction at the water tower. So I think that's deterring people from, from hanging out there. But yeah, I can tell like, as I, kind of predicted as anybody could have predicted it's it's kind of dropping off sure. a, li- a little people have said it's it's peaked you know yeah how, how long has it been out now at least at least for you because it's it's been out here for maybe two weeks two and a half weeks it's been what five weeks now? maybe so yeah <laughs> yeah. 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 Not even I mean, a month because it came out like a couple days before my birthday which is the 9th today's the 29th so yeah okay yeah it's I've noticed a drop off too. Like there, there was a, a really nice park downtown, and it used to have used to be a lot of lures like thrown up in the park during the day, like all day long, and that's dropped off a bit. Um, but there's actually near where I work, there's a children's museum, and they throw up a lot of lures like during the day. So I'll walk over there um, to luring children. Well, I I don't know, <laughs> but I mean, they're, they're, I don't know what they're trying to lure. They're luring me over there, so I just look like a pedophile, I guess. You know, hanging around the museum, standing like on the side, you know, where all the kids are and stuff. I'm like, I'm just trying to catch some Pokemon. I'm not here to steal your kids. So. <laughs> Uh, anyway, since since I had some uh, some computer issues that got me uh, kicked out of the call, I kind of wanted to uh, update, you know, how I've been going through the game and, and what my thoughts are. So I hit level seven a couple days ago. Yeah. And, you know, which is not a bad accomplishment for me because I think there's only like um, I'm, I'm in a in a very suburban area. So, yeah, yeah. we only have. I mean, if, if I really wanted to go out for like a good walk, I can probably hit maybe five Pokestops. Wow. And then sort of like hit them one way and then five on the way back. Yeah. Um, there's two gyms and they're like, it's, there's always this like turf war going on between um, uh, blue <laughs> the and, and the uh, jets. The sharks and the jets. Yeah, man. It's, <laughs> it's always uh, blue and red. So wh- every so often, yellow kind of somehow manages to uh, to take over for a bit yeah yeah um i saw yeah. a funny meme not to cut you off Lloyd, but there's okay. a funny Go graphic going around facebook it said has anybody experienced this glitch in pokemon go when sometimes the gyms turn yellow <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no that no that's true i thought that was I mean, pretty funny yeah yeah there, there must be people who are who are instinct right yellow but i I don't know. They're they're not taking over gyms. I think it's just a color preference thing. I think just Maybe. more people prefer red and blue, you know, as as opposed mm-hmm. to yellow. I don't think there's really anything to that, you know. But it's 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 really funny. Like we talked about in our podcast is, you know, mm-hmm. how people associate themselves with these different groups and you know and uh, segregate themselves, uh, you know, based yeah. on this game. It, yeah. It's pretty crazy. Um, so. And, uh, yeah, you know, you, you guys talked a lot about, like, the social interaction. And that, that was one thing that, of course, being in a very suburban area, I, I'm kind of missing out on. But uh, one person that I work with also, also plays. And it was so weird and cool and fun to talk about Pokemon. And you know, to be, like, a grown adult and you're talking about Pokemon, it's, like I said, it's weird, but it's fun at the same time. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yep. Sean and I caught a Pika- our first Pikachus on the same day. Yeah, that oh, was pretty cool. Good stuff. Like, Congratulations, like Pika- guys. Yeah, we're Pikachu brothers now. <laughs> Pika bros. Pika bros. 
<laughs> Hashtag Pika Bros. <laughs> um, oh, but but enough about that, because uh, Steven, you still awake? <laughs> yeah, just th- thanks for the wake up call. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want someone else on this podcast to start playing guitar. Oh, <laughs> but oh, uh, I can accommodate anyway, why you. Are, why are we really here, guys? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to, to talk about um, new things that we've been doing and maybe things we've been watching on TV, right? That's right. Anybody else watching Stranger Things? I know Floyd is. Steven? Oh, my goodness. That's such a great show. Um, No, what is that? I don't, I don't even know what it is. You have Netflix? I do, yeah. Oh, you got to check it out. How about you, Sean? You've been watching it yet? Um, I usually say I don't watch TV. TV is for stupid people. Yeah. But um, no, I haven't seen it. I got a buddy that's like that. My buddy Cameron, he doesn't watch a lot of TV. He, you know, he plays more video games or plays his guitar. He doesn't watch tv but uh his girlfriend that's that's me that's exactly it yeah Yeah, same here different strokes for different folks but i I think like um if you got it's it's only eight episodes um so i think it's something you can kind of pick up and put down really quick um it has a very um 80s vibe it's actually set in 1983 it's a very um 80s feel spielberg like goonies et meets like aliens and um Mm -hmm. x-files that's how i would describe it floyd him up right on that yeah i mean i know this is more like yeah twin peaks is like 1990 so like it just missed the cutoff but it's kind of got that vibe too in a way yeah well matthew um, modine definitely looks like david lynch yeah <laughs> yeah good point yeah but it, um, it, it's, a, but yeah, it's, a, it's a fantastic horror, show it's a horror type thriller too so if you like horror films um you'll, you'll definitely dig it it's, it's pretty cool yeah and i, it, it, it I really, do want to check it out to be quite honest i i have always had a super huge mega crush on Winona oh, Ryder too, since man. I was like a, since I was like eleven years old. Oh, since yeah. you know what I mean, like so uh, yeah. that piqued my interest yeah. quite a bit. She she's I mean to me just even hotter older you know just grown up now. She's she's really good in this. Um, she she's very well acted. So it's mm-hmm, always interested cool. to see like kind of child stars and how they transition into you know adult actors. Most of them never make it, and she's actually done a good job. Hashtag yeah, I think she did her role uh, really well. And what, what were you going to say? Hashtag Pika Bros love Winona Ryder. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like anyone who That's is, very um, specific, Rich. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think we'll get many clicks. <laughs> right. yeah. um, like, like I said to Rich, this show just oozes the 80s. Yeah. Um, like the the four main characters are all like, I guess they're, they're pre-teen guys and you know, like they they gather in their basement and play Dungeons and Dragons yeah. and uh, like the the majority of the soundtrack is all like ambient synth stuff. So it reminds me of It Follows. If any of you saw that movie, yeah, yeah, it's got that that yeah, same sort of uh, soundtrack, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like um, oh, what's the name? John Carpenter. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, there's a lot of John Carpenter influence in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. certainly, certainly. Anybody playing anything cool? Pick up anything cool yeah. lately? Um. Uh, I don't know. Steven, you're, no, you're, the guy you're the guy that's got the huge list of games beaten. What are you playing? Oh, <laughs> uh, I've been playing um, Alundra on PlayStation. Oh, cool. Yeah, which How's is nice. It's, it's it's pretty good. Um, I'm uh, I I don't want to set up any expectations, but I'm sort of uh trying my hand at writing some uh, game reviews. So I might. Um, I've actually pretty much written a review for this game, and once I finish it, I might post it up on uh, the RF Generation blog. 
Cool. So you cool. guys can hear all Very about cool. my thoughts. That's something to look forward to. Awesome. Hell yeah. Look forward to it. Let me know when it goes up. Sure. Be really cool. Sean, you just um, you just posted an article, right? On our generation. Yeah. Uh, if anybody wants to check it out, it's it's essentially it's a capsule review of of Star Wars: The Force Unleashed two. But I I also discussed the fact that. I, t- I tend to gravitate and I'm a little attracted to sequels that kind of kind of get slammed for being n- not as good as the original because I think like with anything with a with a sequel to a movie or a band that has like a second album after their first album was really good sometimes we have to evaluate a work of art as its own work and not just how it follows up to the previous entry sure. so that that's kind of what my article was about but um, yeah, I've been just playing since I finished Uncharted. I've actually, I mentioned that, uh, I was playing Pokemon Black on the DS. And since I finished Uncharted, I've kind of gotten sucked into Pokemon Black and I haven't even fired up a new console game. I've just been like kind of on my DS all the time now. So when I'm not playing Pokemon Go, I'm playing Pokemon Black. So that's what's going on for me. Well, one thing's for sure. We're not going to be able to play any Pokemon games on our playthrough. I went to the um, um, game store today, sort of the used media store, and uh, they had yellow and red, and they were uh, selling them for $51 a piece. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so get some of that. I mean, it's you know, it's basically off the craze. It's in the same store when yeah. David Bowie died, um, got in some David Bowie records, and they were just like in the edges were just in shambles of these records, and they were selling. I'm, I'm sorry, not David Bowie, but Prince. Um, Prince. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the records were sort of in shambles on the sides, and they were selling for thirty dollars a piece. I mean, like, like no sort of pricing whatsoever, just slapping thirty dollars on there. No, no looking it up or mm-hmm. anything. And of course, you know, they sold them calls people right <laughs> mm-hmm. Damn. yeah so yeah I, i'll be curious to see what happens to the price of those games if they end up dropping after everyone you know puts it down uh but i guess the good thing is is we'll be seeing some game boy games uh in the market in say five ten years from now right when people are ready to give those up so yeah <laughs> once <for sure>. again <laughs> anyway how yeah. about you floyd anything new uh well I've been playing a really great movie called called Uncharted. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I think I played that one as well. What um, say you? We're gonna get into that or what? Yeah, let's. I mean, let's get into it. I mean, it, yeah, I, I kind of wanted to say that I've been playing this movie because typical Naughty Dog in, in you know the PS2 or sorry PS3 eras, you know they're they're going for that cinematic. Uh, game feel sure you know gotta gotta shoot some bad guys and then put the controller down for five minutes hmm. what other games have you guys played by naughty dog i know last of us is naughty dog right yep yeah yeah Did that um, one i've played uh, uncharted 2 okay which um is a huge improvement i mean i'm sure we'll get into this later but it's a huge improvement over the first uncharted game mm-hmm. okay yeah cool. anything else? i know played... steven's played this series yeah, sorry, yeah, I've played um, all the Uncharted games. I played The Last of Us, and I've played uh, played one of the Crash Bandicoot games. I think it was the third one, like way back in the day. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, always, always a big, big fan of Naughty Dog mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, 
How about you, Sean? I interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. I, I played Uncharted 2 first. That was the first Naughty Dog game I ever played. And then I played 3, and then I went back and played 1. Mm-hmm. That was a while back, though. I mean... Yeah. Uh, and then I played uh, Last of Us for the playthrough, uh, mm-hmm. and but I've never I I never have completed like maybe dabbled in a Crash or a Jack and Daxter game. My wife played Jack too quite a bit, but that game's really hard. She didn't get super far into it or finish it or anything. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just modern Naughty Dog. I haven't gone back to Crash or or anything. So yeah, I. Uh I've played Crash 2, um, I've played that one almost to the end, I almost finished it, um, and then I recently picked up Crash 1, uh, which is, phew, man, Price is really getting up there on that, uh, I didn't realize there were so many Crash fans, I didn't realize it was that big of a deal, uh, but, um, you know, I guess, you know, for the PlayStation era, and, and I don't remember, I don't remember Crash games, like, when I, when I was, you know, growing up and playing PlayStation, so, uh, but apparently, uh, people are really fanatical about Crash, and he sort of became the, uh, I guess, sort of the spokesperson uh, for. Uh, He's pretty much right? the Crash is like the Mario of yeah. PlayStation. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, they're fun games. They're different. Mm-hmm. I've, I I really enjoy them. So, well, it's got they've got they've gotten a little oversaturated with cart games and and whatnot. But uh, yeah, that that's pretty much my experience up until Uncharted <laughs> just played. So, but anyway. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Uncharted is, you know, I think Uncharted was probably the result of Naughty Dog wanting to make a change in the games they were making. Hmm. Uh, Because as we already mentioned, they were doing games like uh, Crash Bandicoot, uh, Jack and Daxter, which were um, really family friendly platformer type um, games too. Platformer type games, um, and 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 you know generally very approachable and and uh, games that really didn't have people in them. Uh, Uncharted was the first game that that actually Naughty Dog made that had people, mm-hmm. um, and um, so they uh, this is is the first in a series of now four games. Um, so you have your your main protagonist Nathan Drake. He's uh, he claims to be the son or the late relative of um, uh, Sir Francis Drake, is a famous uh, explorer and treasure hunter of you know hundreds of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, anyway, Nate is looking for uh, for any clues that can lead him to Francis Drake and and El Dorado. And he's joined by Elena Fisher, who's a reporter who. You know, she's very handy with a gun and can always get herself out of trouble. And um, he's got uh, Sully by his side. He's uh, sort of Nate's mentor. And, well, Sully always knows how to get himself into trouble. Yeah, it seems like it. And from what I understand from the other games, a little bit of uh, repetitiveness about him getting in in trouble. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's kind of... He kind of skirts a line between like a mentor figure and like the comic relief character. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so we're looking for uh, for the treasure of El Dorado. Um, so that uh, that brings us to sort of Central South America, and um, basically, uh, Nathan Drake finds out that he's not the only one looking for the treasure. He's um, he's uh, accosted by. His uh, rival treasure hunter, 
Gabriel Roman, and um, you know now they they're they're racing racing for the gold, and you know this is and this is where the game becomes very like Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure we're going to get into that later. All the sort of references to to those kind of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and this is also where like a straightforward um, review of the story kind of is a little bit difficult to pull off because. I mean, so many things happen and it's, you know, so many things coming out of like left field. Um, like you find uh, an old uh, German U-boat, you find uh, like a decommissioned or abandoned bunker. And it's so, um, yeah, it's a lot of weird stuff happens in the middle. And um, in the end, uh, turns out that um, uh, Gabriel Roman got to the treasure first um but obviously because he's the bad guy he can't go home with it you uh you manage to uh take him out or actually he's he's fooled by um uh navarro Mm -hmm. and uh navarro ends up going home with the treasure uh or at least trying to and you uh kind of have one big showdown on uh on that big um you know uh, uh out on the ocean you're you're fighting navarro and Trying to save the day. Yeah, yeah. Poor Roman. I, I think. Yeah. Poor Roman opens the ark. Yeah. Yeah. See. Yeah. It's just like the ark, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I know I kind of stumbled through that uh, sort of story review, but really, I think that's that's the best way that, that I could summarize. You know, really, um, twisty, turny, sort of. It's not convoluted, but it's it's a wacky story. Yeah. What do you guys think? I um for for one just to kind of start it off I I kind of I like the story um I like the characters a lot um they're they're kind of fun characters um Drake's kind of a fun character you know a little bit funny um um yeah, so there's a right, little, he's supposed little to be right yeah it's a little little comical relief I like Sully a lot um you know just you know kind of best friend kind of mm-hmm. you know treasure hunter so I I like all the characters a lot um in the game. Uh, good villains um but which you don't see much of you get them in glimpses of um you, you know you know just just video glimpses of, of them you know there's not a lot of uh, action between them the most time you're, you're sort of fighting these um hired mercenaries mm-hmm. uh, for the most part of the game yeah yeah no that's that's really true it's sort of um you know, there, there's always like this back and forth race between you and um, and the villains. You know, first you're one step ahead, and then they're one step ahead, and it's kind of you know that back and forth all the way to the end. Yeah. How about the rest of you guys? Thoughts on the story? Uh, yeah, I just uh, I guess I could pretty much echo what you said. I you know I enjoyed the story, and I really like the characters. I like the uh, the the humor. I like that. Uh, that Drake's kind of a smart ass and a lot, a lot yeah. of a lot of witty one-liners and mm-hmm. uh, I'm a big fan of like 80s action movies so I love like the one-liners and things like that um, yeah mm-hmm. um, yeah I guess for me most of the time with with most games the story is kind of uh, secondary to the gameplay so you know I know a lot of people are quick in, in a lot of games to point out you know plot holes and uh, mm-hmm. and f- you know flaws that they that they have with it but uh, I mean it's I usually don't nitpick. Um, so, I mean, I, it, you know, maybe not the greatest story out there, but I, I enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. 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 That's fair. 
Yeah, I gotta say, I think Elena is my favorite character in this game because she's just a little bit more grounded than the other characters. She's kind of mm-hmm. over in over her head and is, um, you know, capable, but you know, kind of keeps getting herself into trouble. Um, I found, and again, having played this game and the other two, not not. Uh, Uncharted 4 yet but I've played 2 and 3 I just like coming back to it this time I found Nate to be kind of annoying with his his uh, the attitude of oh what can go wrong or like it's like dude you are an imminent constant danger of death (laughs) and this woman who is with you and this old man who is with you like I, I don't know it's just again maybe nitpicking um or maybe See, like I, I I almost don't want to call that nitpicking because um he Nate's character is really like relevant you know to the story because it's sort of like well what can go like he always says what can go wrong but you know it's a video game you know it's very pulpy so you know something's going to go wrong yeah that's a good word for it pulpy it, yeah. and it, i think it's perfect like he is kind of like the the harrison ford character like he's the han solo the indiana jones like just the the devil may care goofy rogue mm-hmm. you know so that's fine yeah. it's just I, yeah. I don't know by like playing it this time i noticed it more it kind of rubbed me the wrong way but you know it's a, it's a well-written game i'm not gonna bash it too too much yeah, I, I felt the same way, actually. Uh, like, not that it really bothered me, but I played, just so everybody knows, I played Uncharted 4 like right when it came out, and then we did this mm-hmm. playthrough shortly after. Right. And there's a you know, pretty big disconnect between uh, those two games in terms of that type of attitude. And I noticed it immediately um, playing Uncharted 1 again. That first scene on the boat and those pirates show up, you're just like, okay, here we go, let's shoot some pirates. Uh, you know, that's yeah. like it's no big deal, you know. Mm-hmm. That's a weird scene, and I think well, it's, it's like an intro scene to kind of give give you a grasp on the game play, right, yeah. and, and and you know what's going to be expected, the sort of duck and cover mechanics, and it, and it does feel, um, I'll admit, you know, playing the game for the first time, um, that did feel like kind of a little awkward and kind of strange instead of just sort of throwing you into the game to have like a tutorial mm-hmm. there at the beginning was mm-hmm. was a little weird, but well, that that kind of was the tutorial, yeah, right? Yeah, they it kind was. of. They want to, I guess they, they wanted to give you a tutorial without it feeling like one, right? Yeah. They, I, um, Put some story behind it or whatever. Yeah. Right. They didn't want like a big text uh, text box to open up and say like, press R1 to shoot, you know, do mm-hmm. this to do that. Mm-hmm. There, there is um, a little bit of that. <laughs> a little bit, but it, it's, yeah, it's not, not so, it's not like invasive. Yeah. I, I find one of the things, you know, you guys were talking about Elena's character. I, I feel like she's almost the one that that pushes them to stay because it, at one point Nathan's trying to to leave and I think this is sort of mm-hmm. after like the jet ski scenes in the game mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. he's like well let's get out of here let's get out and she's like well don't you want to just stick around and don't you want to you know see where this leads and you know find this treasure and you know at some point he's, he's almost about to give up you know and just is more worried about his survival and then she kind of talks him into staying you know which is kind of, no, which that, is kind that's of funny. that's a good point yeah yeah no, I never, I never really thought about that, but yeah, good, uh, good thing you brought it up. You know, but I guess you know, flip flop it a little bit on you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and but I guess you know, with with his friend, you know, when you, you kind of figure out like what's going on with Sully, 
and you realize that Sully hasn't, you know, you know, there's this kind of, um, kind of red herring that, that he's sort of double crossed you and you find out that that's not, you know, that's not true that, you know, um, he had to sort of play along because they needed him mm-hmm. to, you know, help find the, uh, mm-hmm. the treasure. Um, you know, so he plays along with dying. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, that kind of gives you more of a reason to stay, you know, to, uh, to save him. And, and you, you're constantly getting separated from him too. So right, you can't really leave well, him behind. I, I was, I was initially going to save this for just a little bit later on, but I mean, since we're we're kind of talking about it, and um, since when since we already mentioned that, uh, you know, like right off the bat, the uh, the pirates show up, and Nate is just like, okay, here we go, let's go fight some bad guys. Um, I mean, like, do you think um, Uncharted is just sort of like a a sign of the times of, of video games in 2007 and then uh i'm sure steven can chime in on this one and, and say like you know what uh what the ga- what uncharted 4 is like in 2016 yeah so yeah i'll let, let steven fill this question speaking from somebody who is still stuck in 1987 <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i'll let him and uh you know sean i, I know he's played a lot more modern games too so mm-hmm. let the two of them kind of uh, uh kind of tell us what the state of games was at that point yeah it's it's hard to put myself back in 2007 and try to remember what things were like but judging from reviews of the game that came out around that time i'd say that's probably accurate that this game the first uncharted does reflect the state of games because um it was actually it was highly praised for its cinematic nature and its dialogue mm-hmm. and its story and all these things and then when you compare it to current games like the last of us and uncharted 4 and you know quantic dream stuff and all, the, all these other things it's it feels um i guess maybe shallow um in those areas in comparison right it's it's more it's more gamey right exactly than cinematic right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i agree and I think something we were kind of talking, you know, on the call about, you know, one of the the tough things for me, I mean, and this was probably, I'm not saying it was the first, but, you know, an, an early game where, you know, dual thumbsticks were kind of used, in, you know, for third-person mm-hmm. shooters. Um, and it's, you know, it to me, it kind of feels like the game is sort of getting its legs, you know, um, and, and I don't know. Um, I, I know it wasn't the first. I know there was, you know, stuff on the PlayStation 2 that, you know, was twin stick, but... Um, I, I don't recall a whole lot of stuff that was sort of like run and aim, you know, with two sticks right. uh, on the no, PlayStation 2. It's a good point that you brought that up because, um, like, the gunplay action is one thing that really improved in, in Uncharted 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, and just to go back to how does this game stack up uh, as far as games were and when it was released... I think that's precisely the problem that I had with this game. And sometimes I think about games as far as like when a game came out a while ago, you say, can you go back to that game? And I think (laughs) with this, with Uncharted 1, I feel like I was going back to a game that needn't have gone back to, you know what I mean? Um, And I think just playing through the game thinking like okay there's no rpg elements in this game there's no level mm-hmm. up system there's no it's very bare bones but that's mm-hmm. not a fault of the game design it's just a, it's what was it's going on the at the time were, right right when i'm thinking about games like 
uh, the Tomb Raider reboot or Metal Gear Solid 5, which I'm still playing, like other modern, and I mean modern, like within the past two or three years, uh, third person shooters, they're just leaps and bounds over Uncharted 1. Mm -hmm. But that's, Mm -hmm. again, that's because Uncharted 1 is a product of its time and not because it wasn't, you know, innovative, innovative enough for its time. But this... For me, this was a really hard game to go back to yeah. for those reasons. Well, and it's, right. it must, I think um, yeah. uh, I actually feel the opposite. <laughs> it's just, uh, I think it's, it's okay. funny because, like I said, I just got through finished playing Uncharted 4 and there's it's so much more cinematic and I thought I would have a hard time going back to the first game because mm-hmm. um, it does feel, you know, in many ways, in almost every way, it feels very dated in comparison. But I kind of it was kind of refreshing to me that it was about the gameplay and it wasn't as quite as cinematic. And um, I just think it's funny that a lot of the reasons why you didn't like it are the same reasons why I did like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Is, no, <laughs> I'm, 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 cl- I'm kind of glad to hear that because as, as it stands right now, I've only played the first two games mm-hmm. and um even though like I have to agree that it's become more cinematic and it's relied more on um, cutscenes as the series has progressed, um, the first one does feel more more gamey and mm-hmm. um, like the, the, those gamey elements don't feel as uh, fleshed out or, or, or polished um, even going into just the second game, which uh, is only sort of my frame of reference. Mm. It's Floyd, I'm 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 sorry. I'm no, kind of no, curious. No. Just real quick, this was your game, Floyd, that you hosted. What, what made mm-hmm. you pick this title? Um, I've always had some appreciation for the Uncharted series, um, even though I was a little bit of a late adopter for the PlayStation Three. I didn't like. I didn't get it at launch. I didn't get mm-hmm. um, Uncharted at launch, um, but. Uh, I think um, what what really hooked me the in my initial playthrough, and I think it was uh, 2012 is when I first played it. So um, was that sort of like it's like I'm playing an Indiana Jones movie. Okay. Um, and uh, um, you know, like it didn't really bother me that the characters were somewhat flat. Uh, it just was very pulpy and, and um, you know, that's what really drew me to it. It was just a fun experience. Like it's not it's not the best game out there. It wasn't it wasn't the best game of 2007, but it's a very fun game. And I think like with our playthroughs, I think one of the things is, you know, like we mentioned, Uncharted 4 has recently come out. And we're trying to do a, a better job about looking at what's coming out, maybe revisiting some of the earlier titles in a certain series. Um, and I think, you know, we have a tendency to always play the first game in the series because we're, mm-hmm. we're always kind of like, well, maybe someone hasn't played the first game yet. And, and not that all of these games are always related. I'm sure you can play Uncharted 2 and never have played Uncharted 1 and, and everything's fine. You don't need that backstory mm-hmm. uh, for that. Uh, but I, I think it's just sort of the, the nature of the beast and sort sort of what we do. I mean, we could have probably picked one that... Um, you know, would have been a little more refined, but I think it's always nice to kind of go back and play that original and see how it holds up. Definitely, I think that was that was a big part of my uh, yeah. 
uh, choice in, in, in choosing this game. And um, just the fact that, like you said, you know, Uncharted 4 came out, was it like two, three months ago? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to be somewhat relevant to what's happening in the gaming world. And, um, you know, in addition to that, we want to go back and sort of see the... Uh, the, the roots of a, of a particular game series. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the things that's kind of, um, you know, kind of a bigger question as far as what we're talking about and, and differences in the way we kind of felt about the game is this, there's this sort of idea like um, when a game comes out, you play it, and then a few years later, like let's say like I'm playing Nintendo and then Super Nintendo comes out, so I'm so into Super Nintendo, and then everything on Nintendo is sort of like, eh, you know, whatever and then you know you go throughout you grow up a little bit and then you're like oh I want to go back to Nintendo I remember playing that Mm -hmm. you know I had some nostalgia for it and I'm just wondering if you know if this game like Uncharted you know if we're not sort of far enough removed some of us may not be like sort of far enough removed from um, you know how innovative that was when it came out and we're just you know we're we're just more into the more polished you know um, games um, that have come out. Does that does that make sense? No, no, that Maybe totally we haven't does. Been removed far enough to to like want to come back and play it yet. If that if that makes any sense. No, it it does make sense, and I'm kind of curious to to see like, so we're playing this game, well, almost ten years after its wow. original release. Wow. Yeah, this two thousand, I think around two thousand seven. Hard to came believe out. it's that old. Yeah, really. Um, and you know, just even going back that far, you can you can see how you know. Yes, this game was you know like it's it's polished for its time. It's good for its time. Um, it, that that doesn't make it hard to come back to. But I think as time goes on, it's only going to become more difficult to come back to, oh, okay. um, specifically Uncharted. Okay. Because, I mean, it's it's very 2007, and, and I think that's what Sean and, and Steven are, are probably going to agree with me on that. Yeah, sure. I um, Yeah, I could... I could totally see why it can be difficult to come back to this game, because um, the entire time I could just pick out, you know, just about anything in the game and say, well, this was done so much better in the sequels. And I think if mm-hmm. you're, you know, when you're accustomed to that, you know, higher level of polish right. and it could be difficult to go back to mm-hmm. the earlier game. Right. And see, we, we have, um, on, on PS4, the, uh, Nathan Drake collection, which is mm-hmm. the first three games remastered into, you know, 1080p, mm-hmm. 60 frames a second, all that fun stuff. And general consensus of the reviews is that uncharted one, um, you know, shows its age. Even mm-hmm. when you give that graphical update, mm-hmm. it still plays very much like an early PS3 game. Now, which which have you played it on that collection? Yeah, I played the collection. Okay. Okay. How did, how did you play it, Floyd? Uh, PS3. Okay, same for me. And Sean, PS3. Yeah, I played Sean. the original PS3. I actually was, I, I think I sent you guys a picture of... Uh, I had a yeah, friend of mine did. pick it up at GameStop, and he got the European version, which is cool because the PS3 is uh, region free, so it played fine. And now I have a cool little disc for my collection. Cool. Do you do you have a little story behind your European region um, game? 
No, that's it. Like a coworker of mine (laughs) works at GameStop part-time. So I said, hey, can you get me a copy of Uncharted? And that's what he came back with. So So, so (laughs) somehow this European Uncharted ended up in a GameStop in Texas. Yep, exactly. And now it's mine. That's cool. (laughs) No, that's really cool. Yeah. So yeah, I played on PS3. I would I would be interested to see the again, I, I still still to this day don't have a PS4, but I I would be interested. Maybe I would play two and three on the uh on the remastered collection. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah. I mean as as far as I know, the only thing you're missing is um you know, better frame rate. Um uh it's still I think it still does have the like the texture pop ins. Um but uh, yeah, better frame rate and in overall screen resolution is the only thing you're you're missing out on. Pretty much, I think. With I'm not sure if the second and third game had this on the PS3 version, but at least in the first game, they added in an additional, like even easier difficulty called like Explorer mode. Um, it hmm. specifically uh, says it's for people who don't really care about the combat, just want to experience the story. So that might be... Uh, oh, man, I would yeah. have loved that. <laughs> that might be the way to go for you. Perfect, perfect segue into difficulty of the game. What did you guys think? Oh, uh, um, oh. Even, you know what? I'm going to say this, and, and I'm sure I'm just preaching to the crowd here. Uncharted is a fun game, but it's going to frustrate the hell out of you you're just going to want to throw your controller like through a wall well or, now or spike it like a football like i did oh yeah. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> i did i did so i, I want to hear steven's because steven is really good at video games yeah. and i am not i will say that so i want to know like even for for you steven did, were you getting frustrated at the especially like the the final third of the game where we all kind of went nuts and i put a rant on the discussion forum like how how did you play? Was this game smooth playing for um, you, or did you have like cheap deaths and frustrations? Well, it, it, or it was very difficult for me, but that's because I was playing it on crushing difficulty. Oh <laughs> my god, <laughs> man! So <laughs> um, I probably wouldn't I be able to lot. get past that first I, level on crushing. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't even want to know. I dude. couldn't get past that pirate boat introduction. <laughs> <laughs> it's, he's got to got to play it well, yeah. but yeah, I, get mean, good. I, I, get I died good. a lot on crushing. But you know, I couldn't really be. I did get frustrated, but I couldn't be too mad because it's like you know, I played it on crushing. You know, I get getting what I'd asked you, for, you, and it, yeah, I, it, maybe I should have um, right? maybe I should have gone back and played it um, a little bit, played a few chapters on an easier difficulty, just to kind of have a more even comparison with what you guys experienced. But. Uh, to, mm-hmm. Seeing that I played it on crushing and that I know you guys played it on easier difficulties and from what I could tell in the discussions, it seemed like you guys had a harder time with it than I did. Uh, So um, I'm not really sure what what happened there. I I didn't have a problem with um, like doing platforming in Mm -hmm. a 3D environment isn't necessarily difficult, but if you can't maneuver the camera in such a way that lines up all the shots makes it hard like uncharted tries to put you in these really like cinematic camera angles that make it really hard to land a lot of these jumps and like you know like i i can't get mad at myself if i you know miss a jump like that but um 
This game has a terrible, terrible problem of like making Nate just be this one-man army taking on waves and waves of enemies. Yeah. And sometimes you'll just you'll 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 just get shot and die, and you're going to be like, "Who shot me? What <laughs> happened?" Well, I think you you have, and, and I'm I'll admit I played the game on normal. I didn't play it um, on easy difficulty, but I did play it on normal, which is sort of my did standard. You, did you step down to easy eventually? Or? No, no. I, and I'll be honest, I did not finish the game. Uh, I made it close to level twenty, which is very close to the end of the game. Um, mm-hmm. And, and like I, I watched two or video. three levels away. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't far at all. I was probably like fifteen minutes from finishing the game because I watched the rest of it because I did want to see what the ending was like. Um, and I do plan on going back. I, I just, I don't know for me, it's just like, I can't like, I'm, I'm a decent gamer and, um, mm-hmm. but I, I have to understand like sometimes when I'm playing like more modern games that I, I don't really have a familiarity with the controls, um, that, that maybe it's best for me to go to easy, but I just can't suck my pride up and do that. <laughs> do that no that's totally fair ego so i i can't do it so um um i i mentioned this this steven we were we were kind of um you know just chatting back and forth texting Mm -hmm. and stuff and um i think all of us mentioned that like like about two-thirds of the game is where the frustration really set in i mean the difficulty amped up Mm -hmm. but but Mm -hmm. it's not so much the difficulty but for me it was the change in gameplay um, it, okay. Uncharted is primarily, uh, from the get-go, a duck and cover game, right? Right. Um, and, and so that's what you're you're doing. You can kind of take your time. You can kind of duck and cover. Like, you might get charged by some enemies every once in a while. But for the most part, if you get hit, you can, like, drop back behind cover and recover your health. Right. Uh, even... Um, like even if the if the enemies try to flush you out of cover mm-hmm. with like grenades and whatnot, you can kind of run back and forth between two cover spots. Yeah, and you'll be fine. Yeah, and even on normal, you can take you can pretty much take a grenade, just not like full force. You can't be right on top of it. But you can take some of a grenade um, mm-hmm. on normal, and you can take quite a few shots on normal. Um, but about two thirds of the of the way through the game, it, the gameplay changes. It becomes a uh, as Steven mentioned, a survival horror game. Um, and it's not duck and cover. It's just things coming at you quickly, and you're having to react. You're having to reload. Um, mm-hmm. It's two hit kills, uh, one to, right. one to two hit kills, and so it, it changes so dramatically uh, that to me that was you know that that was the reason for my frustration. Um, right, and and you're specifically talking about the. Um uh, what what I, what I called this? Oh my God! This game just turned into the descent. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that's, <laughs> that's like yeah, I think that was that's my like quote. The, the the crypt is where you first run into those zombies or whatever they are. Yeah, yeah. And then the uh, the German bunker. Right, right. Um, yeah. And the descent, uh, by the way, is an amazing movie. <laughs> oh yeah. If anybody yeah. hasn't awesome seen movie. it, watch oh. it. Yeah. Rich, are you going to do that for your other uh, podcast? My, my yes, my wife actually picked that. Awesome. Which I like high fived her. She's like, you can veto this one if you want. Those like, oh no. No, 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 that, that one's a keeper. Yeah, Freaking love movie. that movie. It's yeah. probably the best movie that came out that year and one of the best movies made in that decade. I mean, overall yeah. movies. It's it's really good. Are you really I, I I know I'm I'm going way off Sorry. topic here, yeah. but I kind of want to know what's your um 
criteria for picking movies for <laughs> for your uh, have, month of, of horror. You, you'll have to wait and listen to the podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll put that You're going to write down your 30 picks mm, as well? No, no. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, the first podcast oh, okay. we do. Yeah, yeah. You have to, oh, okay, good you'll, stuff. You'll have to wait for that. I don't want to spend time doing that on this show. But. All right, no, do well, it here, Rich. I'll, Come I'll on. give you a chance to plug that at the end. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? It's it's sort of like a side project of yours. You know, you should yeah. get some time to uh, um, let our fans know what to do on it. I plug this show on it as well. So yeah, that's fair. Fair. So appreciate that. But back to the game and the in the gameplay and just sort of the like I said, there's there's a there's a very you know sort of big dramatic moment that 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 happens in the game um and i i i that was frustrating like this uh, it was an aggravation with the story as well but then as i was telling steven as i um as i finished the game or watched the ending of the game to see why this was part of the story it, it made sense and it actually made the mm-hmm. overall story better you know if right. you got toward the end of the game it, it, it all kind of tied itself together it's just it's just a very abrupt out of nowhere thing that happens though and i think well i think i think they hint at it a little bit earlier i think when you um you find uh like the the bones of of some spanish explorer or something sure sure and um i think nate says you know that um these these are the spanish they never left Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so um you know uh Nathan Drake isn't the first person to go looking for the treasure of El Dorado, and nope. um, the the actual treasure itself is is a curse. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yep, that was a that was a point. Uh, I think the bunker, um, sort of down in in the bunker, like those tight corridors where things just come running at you and multiple multiple enemies um, just running at you, un- inability to cover was was just where my frustration really grew because as i told steven i mean you guys would laugh at me so hard watching me play this game because it's just me stopping and me like trying to move my little thumbstick slowly to aim you know and, <laughs> oh, and no, just, yeah, just, i'm the same way i wouldn't i'm the same too <laughs> and, and, and holding down the fire button and just wasting so much ammo which which another yeah. thing with the bunker that stunk was i just that submachine gun was just terrible i mean it was just it wasn't very powerful it Wait, are you talking about the the grease gun, the Nazi gun? I like that gun. Oh, really? Mm. No, it it does. I mean, not as good as the M4, but good gun. It does the trick, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. See, like it does the trick, but against those zombie things, it's just like, um, and well, let's talk about it about it now. Like all the enemies in this game are bullet sponges. Sure. Um, and and it's it's just like, you know, you can. I know later on there are enemies with helmets, so naturally they're going to take more than one headshot. But it seems that like specific body parts don't have their own hitboxes. Mm. Um, the head like does. I, the head. Oh, okay. Yeah. The so head then does. maybe it's just my my inability to aim with a thumbstick. Because I mean, <laughs> um, I, I've played I've played some some like first person PC games, and it is a heck of a lot easier to aim yeah. with a mouse and keyboard. I, I think it is. Yeah. I, it is light years easier. I think some of it. I think some of it's fair, but I, I really think like you know a lot of times like headshots would be one shot kills. Um, but then like chest so like shots, a, ne- a you know, neck shot should be a one shot. Yeah. Too. Like, like a chest shot, you know, or one or two shot, you know, would have been nice. And I, I think that they're just, I think the, the differentiation as far as the body parts and, and how many times you had to hit it wasn't, um, 
how do you so would say, you say it? it's like it's would you say it's good enough? Or? Uh, no, I, I think it just wasn't as accurate as it could have been. You know, like physically, mm-hmm. you know, accurate as it right. as it could have been. You know, but I, uh, I, I and I texted you guys too, and like I don't know how many guys I shot in the groin and they're still standing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's a one shot downer right there. For oh sure. yeah, <laughs> for sure. Maybe they could shoot at you from on the ground if if you did right. that. Right. Well, well that, that's Max Payne. Um. Yeah, so I mean, like we we've talked about uh, um, you know, the biggest aspect of this game, which is like all the all the gunfights, and it's almost like I really wish this was more utilized in this game because it, it's done so well. But the climbing and the exploring, mm, yeah, is just so much fun, and it it punctuates the game really nice. It gives you a little bit of downtime, mm-hmm. and it's too bad that it's pretty much only done in the beginning because. Yeah. Towards the end, it just becomes sort of just like, you know, shooting gallery, hallway, shooting gallery, hallway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love the climbing mechanics on this game. I, I, mm-hmm. I know, I know you did Floyd too, and uh, you know, just sort of the platforming elements of this game. I thought they were really well done. Um, right. And uh, and again, that's something that got hugely improved in Uncharted Two, mm-hmm. um, and it is done a lot more in the second game. Yeah, I thought they were really responsive too. I mean, coming from playing games like. Shadow of the Colossus were, you know, they were pretty good, but there would be, you know, hang-ups every once in a while. Um, I, I thought it was very yeah. smooth. I mean, from, comparatively from what I've played, you know, I, I know you guys right. have played newer games, and I'm sure it's even better and, you know, mm-hmm. something that's been ironed out over time. But I, I, I liked right. it. I, I thought it was I thought it was really nice. I, I didn't have I didn't have a lot of problems with it. There were a few parts, uh, like with the vines and things like that, like trying to run on the side and, you know, on the vines and trying to jump. And uh, th- there, there were some parts where I couldn't figure out where I needed to go next. Um, right. It, and I think a lot yeah. of those, like, where do I go next moments can be attributed to, like, just weird camera angles. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, they, I, I couldn't see, like, certain ledges. Certain things didn't didn't always stand out, if that makes sense. I, I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys felt the mm-hmm. same way. Actually, that think, makes perfect sense. One of the things I was going to say is that uh, for the climbing and platforming, uh, this is one of the aspects of the game that I was happy to go back to because yeah. in Uncharted 2, 3, Tomb Raider, um, the game Enslaved Odyssey to the West, there's this like thing where when you're trying to climb and platform, the next like block that you can climb to is like shiny and glistening. And it's so obvious. I don't know if you guys remember this in Tomb Raider, but the, it was kind of well, in right. that no, as well. In, in, in Tomb Raider, it's got a really bright white stripe yeah exactly them, and the later and uh uncharted games uncharted, are the same way anything so. climbable is yellow yeah yeah right. yeah so this this was kind of cool this was the one thing that i was kind of happy to go back to is where you kind of had to actually look at the environment and kind of figure out oh is that a, a handhold is that a platform right. i can stand on hang and, on and they, or whatever they are outlined uh to an extent but they're not super obvious yeah yeah, I I agree. Um, that that's interesting that you kind of had that sort of opposite approach. Like maybe like with newer games, it's it's way too obvious, and it's kind of nice to go back to something that's uh that takes you a little bit of a trial and error to figure out, and it's not you know so obvious and handholding. Right, mm-hmm. it's that, a that's, less that's refined, and it's yeah. good for it. Yeah, that, that's interesting. Right, I I almost don't want to call that a refinement. It's it's like um it's a crutch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's um it's it's. You know, 
there's one it, to give a hint is one thing but to you know physically point you in a certain direction is is kind of too much yeah uh, yeah i feel like this game i mean you know my, my complaints like with the climbing and the the platform are very minor i did die several times but nothing that i that i got overly frustrated about you know i, I finally like figured out what i needed to do next and i was like oh cool you know there, there was one point um one, one of the um more frustrating segments that, that i finally figured out and i was like really awesome was the um the waterfall sequence where the truck's at the top and you have to shoot the truck and it flips over onto the rocks do you remember that and you have to run oh, across yeah. it yeah yeah that that was so cool that was that was a really sort of brilliant way to use the environment and it, it took me a while to mm-hmm. figure that out because i kept like shooting the guy that was at the truck and then i would try to platform and jump and there were no jumps that you could make and so mm-hmm. in fighting the guy i saw the tank on the back of the truck at one point i'm like oh i'm gonna shoot the tank you know just real quick to see what happens and then i shot it and then the truck flipped over and then that became your next, you know, step in that sequence. And I was like, oh man, wow, that that's really cool. You know, that that yeah. was a nice use of environment. And um, you know, little touches like that are things that I really like about games. You know, yeah, that that's really cool. My my favorite um, platforming moment was when you find the uh, the U boat, and like it's right there, it's right in front of you. Uh, but there's no way in mm-hmm. unless you climb. I guess it's another waterfall, right? You have mm-hmm. to climb up this yeah. waterfall and come around the other side, and that was really cool because it's it's not straightforward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, it takes a little bit of exploring, a little bit of trial and error. But I, you know, I I don't I don't get frustrated at things like that. I think they're kind of fun, you know, because when you figure it out, it's like, oh, right, okay, cool, you know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and so that's um, how I felt about this game as far as. You know, sort of those mechanics it was a lot of fun. Right. Easily probably one of the best parts of this game for me. Oh, definitely. I, I have to agree with you uh, on that one. And uh, like another thing that I thought was, it was fun, but it was also really easy were, were the puzzles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you, you almost can't call them puzzles if, if you have the solution in your <laughs> in your notebook. Um, but yeah, they, they're You've got they're Sean nice Connery's slow. diary. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was, it was nice also for things to slow down and you can, you know, really do some more of that fun climbing and, and exploring stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, the puzzles weren't, like, overly difficult. I thought, you know, they were pretty easy for the most part, but, you know, I could I could still see, like, some people kind of flubbing them up and, and not being able to figure them out. You know, they weren't, like... I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe they were exceedingly easy. I don't know. I didn't have any problems with any of the puzzles, but uh, um. uh, again, like if if we ever get the chance to to play Uncharted two, the the puzzles in that game are so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And and I think they're harder because I'm I'm really only remembering one puzzle, which is is a light reflection puzzle, and mm-hmm. I've never been a fan of those. I always find them so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I think my, my favorite sort of puzzle moment in, in the first Uncharted game was in the library where you have to position the statues. You have to climb up mm-hmm. on, on top of the bookcases. Right, and you have to uh, al- east, west, north, south. Right. Yeah. Because it actually made you have to think a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I like that too. And, and that was probably, if I'm not mistaken, probably one of the last puzzles in the game, right? I think there might be one more Maybe after that. One more, I'm not but, sure. Yeah, but, but that's about halfway through out the game, I would right. say. And after that, you know, you don't have any puzzles anymore. And that was a little 
to me a little disappointing. I would have, you know, you know, I, I would have liked to seen like more puzzles, you know, sort of mixed into the combat a little bit more, you know, just to give mm-hmm. it some variation. And, you know, that was probably one of the more enjoyable parts for me um, as well, you know, with the platforming, the puzzles. It's kind of cool. Yeah. And, and I like how they, they, they integrated, um, you know, the, the platforming, which is a key um, gameplay mechanic into the puzzles. Yeah. You know, it's, it wasn't like, um, you know, collect this, put it over there. It was, you know, like climb this thing, get that thing. You know, climb the other thing. Yeah. But um, I know we we griped a lot about the um, <laughs> the action scenes, and I, I I thought about it before we came on the air, and um, I thought, why why did I hate the action scenes so much? And I'm thinking of scenes like uh, the graveyard, or scenes where um, Nathan. Drake spots the enemies, but they haven't spotted him yet. And I thought this would have been a perfect element for stealth. Hmm. And that's what this game is missing. It's missing any sort of stealth mechanic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it does like stealth. I guess you can you can kind of sneak up a little bit and, you know, maybe fire off a headshot, maybe take out one enemy, and then, you know, just becomes, um, you know, all-out, you know, combat, duck and cover type right. combat for the most but part. But you can't, you can't go pure stealth. No, no, uh-uh. Right, which is, I mean, I'm maybe Stephen can can chime in on this one because he's played Uncharted Four, and maybe th- there's some sort of element in that, because I know they borrowed a lot from what they learned in The Last of Us and inserted that experience into Uncharted Four. Yeah, there are um, um, th- there are more stealth mechanics in in Four and a bigger emphasis on it, and I believe. I don't you can't do this like through the entire game but there are at least certain entire sections where you can stealthily take out the entire group of enemies um so it's not as awesome. much of an just a afterthought at best like like it is in the first game mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no that that's good to hear that that kind of excites me to uh to keep uncharted 4 on my radar because i mean i think there's a bit of a hesitation saying that like i've played uncharted 1 I've basically played them all, um, you know. But I, I think it sounds like Uncharted Four brings enough, you know, variation to the table that it keeps it fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so in Uncharted Four, do you have any sort of like way, like any opportunity to like choose the way you play? Like you can go in stealth, or you can go in guns blazing. Yeah, I mean, of course, guns blazing is always an option in, in, in an Uncharted game, but with 4, there are certain areas where there's maybe like tall grass where you can sort of crouch down and move through that and the enemies can't see you. Um, okay. That, that's probably really it to the extent. There, I might be forgetting something, but that was kind of the main way they implemented stealth in 4. Um, okay. Because, I mean, like it, it was essentially non-existent in, in this right, first game. Right. Um, and so it sounds like for it to be present and, and, you know, a completely viable option in, in Uncharted 4, there is, um, almost like a cyclical relationship between Uncharted and Tomb Raider. Um, cause I mean, that's, it's so obvious that Uncharted has been influenced by, by Tomb Raider. And, um, just a couple of years ago, we had a Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider, uh, reboot, which I'm sure was heavily influenced by the Uncharted series. Um, which we played which, as a playthrough. Which we did play. And <laughs> um, uh, Pam 
you know, who we all know as uh, Cannot Be Tamed and who runs the uh, Media Mavens podcast. She brought this up too. And she said, uh, I'd love to hear some discussion on Nathan Drake versus Laura Croft. Uh, what, what can you, where can you see influences from the original Tomb Raider, which I'm sure uh, Stephen, or sorry, I'm sure Rich can uh, help us in that department, uh, the original Tomb Raider and Uncharted 1. And are there places where the TR reboot, I can't say it, (laughs) (laughs) TR reboot has been influenced by Uncharted? Um, Yeah, I mean, I I played the original Tomb Raider when it came out um, many, many years ago. Um, I I can say that, you know, um, no doubt, like Uncharted definitely takes very similar mechanics from the original Tomb Raider game. Um, you mm-hmm. know, like the jumping, the grappling, um, you know, the lunging and, and you know, um, grappling after you lunge and, and definitely, um, you know, improves that. I mean, I think, you know, Tomb Raider was a huge influence on a lot of games, um, you know, as far as platforming. And, and it was really right. revolutionary. Um, one, one thing I don't want to cut you off too much, sure, but one sure. thing I want to add is that like Uncharted, you know, really being a, a product of modern gaming has a sort of like... I almost want to call it like sticky platforming or sticky jumping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's sort of just like all you have to do is kind of point yourself in the general direction of the platform you sure. want to grab, and you'll automatically grab it. Yeah. In in the first on uh, first Tomb Raider game, there's a jump button, and I think there's a grab button too, mm-hmm, isn't mm-hmm. there? Yeah. 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 And it, yeah, it's it's definitely it's not it's definitely not as fluid as like Uncharted, but you know is. Like I was saying, if you look at the sort of progression of games, like from the PS1 to the PS2, if you're looking at something like Shadow of the Colossus, it gets better and better, you know, as, mm-hmm. as you move on. Um, and I think, you know, um, I don't know, like, what, you know, was directly before Uncharted, what games or, you know, around the same time as far as this type of um, this type of climbing sort of platforming. Um, but I think, you know, it's... It really, really borrows a lot from those early games, you know, sort of the mechanics and, mm-hmm. you know, ledge grabbing and things like that. And just it's really, you know, enhanced. Um, and, and you guys can speak a little bit more about the, um, um, you know, the newer the Tomb Raider, the reboot. And, uh, OK, you know. Rich, did you not? Did you not play that one with us? I can't I, remember. I played it from the beginning. I was that was when we were still doing um, a, a modern and a retro cast, right? Right. And so, of course, you know, I played the retro game, and I don't recall what it was that month. And and I bought Tomb Raider with the intention of playing it, but I, I just kind of ran out of time. I played some of it, um, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like I didn't. I, I I got to more of the sort of the shooting mechanics of the game, but didn't really get into any sort of platforming with that game. I didn't make it far enough for that. Right, right. There's one thing I wanted to mention, and um, I'm so grateful that we're we're answering Pam's question. I've said it before when she was on the show. I'm a huge fan of her and her YouTube channel. Um, but one thing I wanted to throw into the show, uh, and I guess this is as good of a context as any, is that I was kind of excited to play Uncharted because of my experience playing Tomb Raider reboot uh, for the second time. Mm -hmm. I'm really happy to hear that now, you know. No, it's kind of funny because when you said, uh, when we decided we were going to play Tomb Raider reboot, I was like, okay, like I've played that game before, but it's really good. And playing it for a second time, I... 
I went through it and I was like, oh my God, this game is even better the second time. It's so amazing. Like, I love this. One of my favorite games of this generation. It's amazing. So when you said we're going to play Uncharted, I was like, well, okay. Like, it'll probably be good. I remember liking Uncharted. <laughs> so right. It's, it's kind of funny. It like shaped my my expectations for, yeah. for going back to the original Uncharted. And, um, you know, I, I, right. I didn't have quite the same experience where I thought like, oh, yeah, this game is not only good, but it's even better than the first time I played it. It was actually quite the opposite. But uh, I, I just felt like I had to throw that in there in the context of uh, Pam's question. But I, I would just my two cents would be that the Tomb Raider reboot is a better version of Uncharted having uh, again, I haven't played Uncharted four. It could be the greatest game ever made. But playing the Uncharted trilogy, I still think the Tomb Raider reboot does everything the Uncharted trilogy does, but does it better. And I still love that game. So see, um, I, I'm my my sort of take on that question kind of throws a curveball into this whole thing, because I really feel like the Tomb Raider reboot borrowed more from The Last of Us. Um, however, we would we wouldn't have The Last of Us if we didn't have Uncharted. And so, we wouldn't have Uncharted if we didn't have Tomb Raider. Right. <laughs> right. We wouldn't have Tomb Raider if we didn't have Indiana Jones. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it all goes back to like Pitfall or something. <laughs> and we wouldn't have Pitfall if we didn't have. David Crane and Activision. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like this is a long lineage. I mean, Indiana Jones was based on the the movie ser- serials in the '30s that Steven Spielberg was really into. So it's like mm-hmm. it's a tradition. You know, we we see this all the time in media, and right. You know, there's theories on you know how many actual stories can be told, and and everything's been done, and we're just redoing everything over and over and over again. Right. So to to play Uncharted and Tomb Raider, it's just another version of the action adventure story so no that's that's a really good point um i never thought about it that way um so i'm happy you brought it up and you know i think uncharted is like it is a product of its time and and you know it's um probably a very much needed departure um on naughty dog's part to go away from like the uh the you know kitty family friendly kind of game to a more um you know adult game yeah no. but you know having having uh, um, had 10 years pass between uncharted 1 and and now there's a whole new level of maturity in games right like we're we're at the time this was considered you know really you know um revolutionary. in depth revolutionary right you know, like excellent writing, excellent uh, gameplay. Um, but still, like if you go back and you watch reviews or read reviews, they were still emphasizing like this game is so much fun. This game is so awesome. Um, whereas now it's like, you know, where we're a lot of um, criticism against games is like, how does it make me feel? Like, um I'm thinking about like a game that's it's in early access right now, but it's called Jalopy, and the whole premise of this game is to drive this Jalopy car um, through the Eastern Bloc into Turkey, and 
you're like your car will break down and you have to scavenge parts and um you know it's sort of um uh uh you know a a a, a telling sign of a, a newer level of you know intellect in games or maturity in games where it's not relying on overt action or they're like the 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 quote you know power fantasy i'll get off my soapbox now <laughs> no I, <laughs> I get what you're saying floyd and but still that there will always be those kinds of games and these kinds of games like they they're not right there's there's room for both right it's not a um it's not like a pie it's not a zero sum game right there there can be any and all types of games but i think depending on what year it is what month it is what's hot at the time you will see uh you know triple a blockbuster games are more popular and six months down the road, indie, uh, you know, games that give you the feels are more popular. So, no, that's a good point. Um, yeah, and I think if if you know if there's any takeaway from at least this segment of the discussion is that like it's a great time to be playing games. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Actually, th- this is totally maybe a digression, but it was one thing that I wanted to throw in, and something you said made me think of it, Floyd, but. I I did notice replaying Uncharted one something I didn't notice playing the other games, uh, Uncharted two and three back whenever I played them. But that whoever was doing the facial animations, I think they used a lot of what they learned from Jack and Daxter to do the facial animations. And I swear there were a couple. Um, uh, emotions that I saw come out of Elena's face that I could pinpoint where I saw them in Daxter's face in a Jackson, <laughs> Jack point. and Daxter good, game. Like good point, because they kind of have those like moments where they go, ooh, yeah, and some you know? of the reactions are so cartoony, and it's like, oh, that's that's Daxter right there. Like, th- yeah. th- and and I don't. That's not a crit- criticism in a bad way. That's like they're just using what they know, but it was just kind of funny. Right. Like there were some really trademark. Uh, you know, emotions, uh, facial animations that came through that. And, and, and right. And, and I think again, you know, probably sign of the times, uh, or product of its time, sorry. Um, where I'm sure that the newest uncharted game is like fully motion capture. They do like the face motion capture thing. Um, and in this game, I, I wouldn't be surprised if only the main cutscenes were motion capture and the rest was just like, you know, hand, animation you know like i think you know what i mean right yeah no it's probably a lot of keyframe stuff i I don't know the exact uh you know development of this game but i would imagine you're right it was probably less less mocap and more keyframe kind of stuff Mm -hmm. which again isn't bad it's just you know that's what they did right right um but i i think um you know, I kind of had my soapbox moment. We got to give Rich his his time to shine because there was one scene that I think he thought was really fun. And, and I, I think we all really enjoyed this moment, too, because it really gets the adrenaline going. Oh, you're talking about the vehicle scene? The vehicle scene where you're driving towards it. There's one vehicle scene that you absolutely hated. <laughs> yeah, um, the, the dichotomy of the vehicle scenes. Yeah, okay. Uh, so There are two vehicles in the game. There was the, yeah. the Jeep, which is... Um, confined to only one scene which is um 
yeah, you know, that's a shame. Uh, but uh, I, I really enjoyed the, the Jeep chase scene. Uh, kind of odd that there were that many Jeeps out in the, uh, out in the jungle at that time, but, uh, still, um, a lot of fun. It, it reminded me a lot of, uh, um, Blood on the Sand, uh, 50 oh, Cent, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. there, there, there were several, uh, scenes in that, but, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun and, you know, you, you shooting from, you know, the side of the vehicle, some of the, some of it was in front of the vehicle, some of it was behind the vehicle. Um, mm-hmm. it's just a really fun chase scene. It was, it was a nice way to, um, sort of break up a little bit of the action um, because uh, up to that point, you know, there's some puzzling going on. There was a lot of um, duck and cover action. And so that was, it was a nice break. It was kind of refreshing. I was like, Oh, okay, well this is, this is nice. This is a nice, you know, little change of pace um, in the game. And Mm -hmm. um, I really enjoyed that. Um, I want to say though, like um, you said, like this is restricted to one scene. Mm-hmm. And the the jet ski scene scenes, there's two yeah, of them, which yeah. you, like you really hated those. I'm sure, like in terms of like gameplay wise, like how many minutes they last, they're probably roughly the same. Yeah, and it's not it's not so much they they're both vehicle scenes, but they're very different. Um, mm-hmm. One, you know, is just a you you're just focusing on aiming, right? You're right, aim and fire. The other scene, mm-hmm. you're you're having to focus on shooting enemies, shooting barrels out of the water. And navigate a jet ski, you know, in one scene. The the first jet ski scene wasn't so bad because it was like kind of open flat water. There's a little bit of cover you could get under to sort of replenish your um, your health. But right with with, with but the for the other, most part, yeah. it's just like you know, go upriver, go from point A to point yeah, B. Yeah, the, the second was just upriver, and sometimes you know the jet ski would get bogged down, and you know I, the controls just just didn't feel you know really natural, really good, and mm-hmm. you know having to having to try to navigate your way up the rapids while firing at like, you know, just random barrels floating down the, the river. Right. It just, it just seemed um, odd. It didn't make a lot of sense. Um, but, uh, but you know, it's, uh, it's almost out of place. Like the jet ski scene itself is not yeah. out of place. Cause I mean, you are in like sure. the Amazon, right. But what are all those oil drums doing there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a little odd. So, but yeah, uh, yeah like I said, the, the, the Jeep scene and the first jet ski scene, didn't mind at all. Um, you know, it was a lot of fun, but, uh, you know, I think, uh, the, the Jeep scene is fantastic. Yeah. Like it's so much fun. Yeah. It, it's so rewarding to have like three guys chasing and you just, you know, pick them off sort of one by one. It's, it's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, nice, nice break in the action, something a little bit different to give the game some variety. And I, I mm-hmm. thought it was, you know, kind of integral and, in, and, in, um, in, in the game and a, a good, really good spot for it, you know? Right. And, and best of all, it kept the momentum, from the previous scene, because I think that's when, um, that's towards, it's about like a third of the way through. That's when um, uh, Roman Gabriel Roman finds Nate and his buddies, right? Mm-hmm. So like they've sent their goons out after you, and you've got to run away. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, the jet ski scene, uh, the first one, like you said, not too bad. The second one, I approached it so slowly, mm-hmm. um, so like I you know pull up to one area like okay there's barrels here got to shoot those oh like there's some some dude up on a ledge okay shoot him okay move on to the next area mm-hmm. totally you know broke the pacing for myself there yeah yeah but only because it would be so much easier that way yeah yeah you couldn't just plow through it i tried that a few times i tried several different approaches and you just and you just can't plow through it you know like yeah. you have to shoot either the uh the barrels or the baddies yeah or both right yeah yeah so i don't know what did you think about those scenes steven 
Um, well, for the the Jeep scene, I like you said, I, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, it's, it's always fun to get on an infinite ammo turret and just shoot up bad guys and blow up vehicles <laughs> yeah. and stuff. So that was really good. And I actually want to mention um, a video that Sean recommended to us last time we talked. I think uh, I forget the YouTuber, but he, he talks about the progression of the evolution of these uh, vehicle scenes. It was a very interesting. Yeah, video. it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, hyper like, those hero. scenes are. Yeah, that was oh, sorry. It. Sorry, uh, I just wanted the YouTuber is Hyperbit Hero, and he has awesome videos on everything. So check him out. <laughs> those those like running towards the camera away from something are very um, key Naughty Dog gameplay moments. Like I think it happens at least once in every Uncharted game. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Um, and as far as the jet ski scenes go. Um, definitely not my favorite parts of the game I, I feel like I didn't uh, dislike them as much as a lot of people did but they I, f- I did find them to be very frustrating playing on a higher difficulty because you can't take cover um, so you can imagine how, how that goes <laughs> right um, yeah but yeah uh, I I don't know not, not my not my favorite part of the game and I, they, they don't they, they didn't uh, reuse that in, in any sequels I don't think. Um, so I, I guess it's not a, it's probably kind of a universally disliked at, uh, part of the game, I would think, but, uh, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if that's true. It's, it's not particularly good. Yeah. It's, it's one of the lower parts of the game for sure. Any, um, so any favorite moments or any, anything other than the jet ski scene that, uh, you guys didn't like? Well, I'll I'll mention something that was. This isn't something I didn't like. I, I think it was sort of mentioned on the forum, so I'll just kind of bring it up. Um, as far as gameplay is concerned, um, um, the collectibles in this game. Um, I, there there was only one type of collectible in this game. I I imagine this is probably very early on before collectibles became sort of the uh, the new thing. You know, and achievements became so. Um, uh, you, you know, know I guess I, rampant. I'm I'm kind of interrupting you here, but I'm I'm happy that you said achievements because um, <laughs> Chivos, this game, dude. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this game doesn't really award you achievements, but it awards you these like I, I want to say like in-game credits that like medals when you <laughs> medals right. You, so you get these medals, and then you unlock things like um, character skins and concept art. Which is a little bit more, um, a little more interesting, a little more motivating than just like, oh look, I got the bronze trophy. But anyway, so you're talking about collectibles. I know it's just um, <laughs> something that that you, you just made me think how this like I don't think this game it, it probably does have trophies, but yeah, um, it does. Oh, okay. But it's what what you see popping up on screen more is like you've you know done. Uh, you know, ten grenade kills. Here's a medal, right? Right, right. But I was I was talking about the sort of the item collectible in the game. Right. Yeah, with the um, with the small treasures and stuff like that. Those are kind of fun to uh, kind of go around and collect. And it's it's kind of nice that uh, that you can kind of go back to areas for the most part, unless you go too far. 
and, and mm-hmm. sort of search, you know, once you've taken out all the enemies on the screen. So it was kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Some some people said it was just kind of pointless. They didn't they didn't see any point to it, but you know, it's just a little extra thing that I that I kind of enjoyed. I did I didn't try to uh, collect them all, if you will. But I was uh, going to say, for the most part, it uh, goes hand in hand with the story. Sure. Right, and and it's not like it doesn't feel tacked on. Um, I mean, because you are a treasure hunter after all, so you know why not sort of scavenge the area for sort of you know goodies and relics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good, good, good point about that. Because um, it's it's such a minor part of the game that um, you know it's easy to overlook the collectibles, but it's it's such a you know, such a, a key part of it at the same time. Yeah, Steven, did you go for a hundred percent collection? Or? Um I actually I, I printed out a list and I got I got them all along the way and the reason why nice. the reason why I really kinda go out of my way to do something like that is not really that I care so much about the collectibles themselves, but I actually do really like uh earning the, the trophies in games be, mostly because I uh a friend of mine and I, we, we sort of compete with our trophy scores. So it's, you know, we're, we're kind of neck and neck. So getting those extra uh, trophies helps keep my, my score above his. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's cool. <laughs> I can't, I'm not into yeah. it, but I can't knock it. You know what I mean? I, I like, wouldn't be into I, it if I didn't have that competitive aspect to it. Right. No, that's that's really cool, actually. Yeah, I oh, yeah. with the collectibles uh, at least this time around, and this brings up a bigger point. And I want I want to make kind of a confession here is that my frustrations with the game maybe came from the fact that I was rushing it a little bit, and I don't want to say like I was just running out of cover and I didn't know what to do. I was just r- trying to run and gun the whole game and he man the the whole thing. It's not quite that, but but. Being that this game was a playthrough game of a game that I've played previously and it's a freaking six hour game, I thought like, oh, I could just bust through this game and it'll be fun. Like, I think part of my frustrations came from just not being able to do that, quite frankly. But uh, the way I approached the collectibles was if I saw one, I would hit triangle and I nine times out of 10 didn't even look at what it was. I just hit circle to cancel out and just kept going on with my life. Mm -hmm. So, but you can, you know, when a collectible pops up, you can look at it, rotate. There's a little bit of uh, color text about it and you can read about it. It's, you know, it can be interesting if you want to get into it, I guess. But right. done and much better in in games that came after it. I, you know, we should say. Yeah, that's fair. That's um, you know, it's it's kind of in Uncharted One. It's kind of just there for like almost for the sake of being there. But you know, um, you know, I guess I had to put some sort of collectible thing in there, something to. Uh, to give those trophy hunters um but yeah it is you know somewhat relevant to the story mm-hmm. that um you know since since we're we're, we're talking about yeah like you know picking up um collectibles which would often be hidden um sometimes in like plain sight other times in, in more like obscure corners uh like level design um I think Naughty Dog is really good at th- like this is probably their their strong point 
in uh, in video game development is they put together really good, interesting, and fun levels. I think what um, what stuck with me most is a lot of levels would have verticality or would sort of come back on themselves. Like you'd re- you'd exit an area only to come back to it a little bit later, and it would feel it would still feel fresh. Yeah, I. <laughs> okay, crickets chirping. No, I, I agree yeah. with you, Floyd. And this is one of the things that I notice this most. And and y'all are gonna laugh, but when we played Fifty Cent Blood on the Sand, um, I commented on that show about how it would flush you through one environment and then turn you around and flush you back through it, facing the other way. And Uncharted, the first Uncharted game, does this. Not quite as well as 50 Cent Blood on the Sand, to be honest, but mm-hmm. and not quite as well as games that came after it. But you can see that um, you can see the kernel of an idea of that kind of happening where it 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 pushes you through one area and pushes you right back the other way by putting enemies mm-hmm. fi- like behind you and you have to turn around and flip to the other side of the cover that you were on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, re- that's a good point. Kind of reusing um, environments and using them in different ways, like that's definitely going. What on. I was, um, I never really even thought about that. Um, but what I sort of had in mind was, uh, like that castle level where you have to save Elena. Um, like there's a lot of climbing and and platforming there, and there would a lot be a lot of this sort of like well, you you kind of enter one room. Uh, like on the ground floor and sort of like climb around end up on on top of the building and then like access a whole new area which fed you back to like an earlier area but at you know you'd maybe be you know at a higher level you'd be in the basement or something uh, I think what I'm trying to say is that you know I as, as far as like the climbing goes that was my favorite part yeah the, the castle I mean I know what you're talking about Floyd and and I like um Probably one of my favorite parts of the game was the the first part of the game and, and sort of where you kind of realized that this sort of uh, playback on itself is going to take place is where, you know, after the uh, the whole uh, U-boat, the German U-boat scene, where you have to run back out of the entire place again. Mm-hmm. That, that's kind of a mm, really, point. That's a really point. awesome scene, you know, and, and it was like, well... I mean, I don't even mind seeing the same things that I've already, you know, traversed. It, it's really it, that was really cool, and it was really quick too. You know, it was mm-hmm. it, it did a good job of, um, you know, you had to figure out these puzzles to sort of manipulate your way around, but then you realize, oh, it's not that vast of an area going back through it, and it, it just kind of worked out well. It had had a nice flow to it, um, even mm-hmm. though you were sort of traversing some of the same things, and, and you see you saw that sort of a lot during the game. You know, even uh, toward the middle of the game you you kind of wrap back around to that at the end you know yeah yeah which is kind of neat yeah so i mean any any more thoughts on like level design sound design any thoughts on that i don't want to call it minimal but um you know the music was always very appropriate for the scene Mm mm-hmm Nothing that really stood out, I guess. But no, no, just, nothing that really stood out. And I, and I think as we've talked before about a lot of games, um, you know, a, a lot of games will have that sort of soundtrack that just kind of fits nicely into the background. It's not bad. 
It's not mm-hmm. it's not exceptional, but it goes really well with the game. And uh, sometimes yeah. if you can't if you don't notice it or you don't really pay attention to it, it's probably a good soundtrack. I was I was about to say that. Yeah. So you know, like your your point about how if you don't even notice a, a soundtrack, it's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of odd to say that. It sounds funny coming out, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, it it, well, it just kind of means that, it like, just kind of fits. Blend. You know, it's yeah. a good blend. So. I did notice the. Um, like the beatnik like hand bongos started to like kind of annoy me a little bit if you all know what i'm talking about and also when when nate dies that like um that like oh, reality show sound like that. that like oh my god oh, that's right, so yeah, annoying yeah. like maybe you just heard it too much yeah oh, totally totally <laughs> like and i wouldn't I consider did. that music but totally part mm-hmm. of the sound design that was like sure. oh, come on stop like yeah but yeah no i mean we got to give credit to the main theme like that's pretty oh, iconic definitely. at this point you know for a game for a franchise that's so young i think everybody knows you know when they hear like that's that's uncharted like it has a yeah, pretty you know iconic theme. you know theme. it's going to be awesome yeah yeah but i think like you know you boot up this game and you're on the on the uh main menu screen and that theme picks up and you're just like this is going to be epic this is going to be amazing yeah no i'm with it the in-game music maybe not so much uh, again floyd i agree with you too that is minimalist a lot of times there is no music but mm-hmm. and a lot of times the music is a way for you to know if there are any more dudes to kill when the music yeah. stops you can say oh god i'm finally done okay thank you yeah. <laughs> it's funny you should mention that because that was my that was my audio cue to know like okay i finally cleared this room yeah no exactly when the music stops it's like all right i'm done thank god yeah yeah it was a big sigh of relief <laughs> and then i would walk forward and step into one of those traps one of those swinging oh, traps. And I was like, oh no, no checkpoint start all right. over again <laughs> it, it, it's good that those were only kind of in the beginning yeah um yeah. those traps were really annoying well and i guess we should say that that we kind of mentioned it is um yeah, the, the the whole mechanics of this game as far as um where it puts you like after you know you um you die a, a lot of times it's right at the same spot you know mm-hmm. um and but most of the time it's not too bad i, I never got really annoyed with uh how far, um, you know, it would set me back. Yeah, right. I the got to was, was um, reasonable. Yeah, I complained on the forum about the checkpoints at one point, and Stephen said, "Like, look, if it if it if it put you in the middle of the room in the middle of a shootout, it wouldn't make sense. Like, it, yeah, the checkpoints are actually fine. Yeah. So I think that was more my frustrations with uh, the trial and error gunplay, which we talked about. But yeah. Right. No, I, I totally understand because I think I feel the same way as when you, you spend, you know, so many attempts at one level and then you just keep coming back to that same checkpoint, no matter how close it is to that specific scene that you just can't pass, it's going to start grading on you. And, and you know, try, trial and error shooting galleries, you, you, uh, you hit the nail on the head there. But um, since we, since Stephen, or sorry, I keep keep confusing you guys. The two two handsome men, I can't tell you apart. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, since Sean brought up the shooting galleries, um, what this is something that that uh, that I really thought this game kind of fell on its face about is that it's got a lot of unfair deaths, and I'm not talking about platforming because that's that's totally my fault. Like if I missed a jump, that's that's my fault. Um, but like especially in the more action-oriented scenes, a lot of the uh, the unfair deaths there. Uh, and I, I think that's, you know, that's where a lot of frustration came from, like the checkpoints or like the, the trial and error, as Sean called it. I never, I never felt like, I guess I never really felt like any of the deaths were unfair. Um, you know, you know, just in my opinion, um, or do you, or maybe I should rephrase that. Do you think any levels were unfair? No, I, I think like you know, the level of difficulty definitely amps up two-thirds of the way through, and I, I think, as I pointed out before, you know, it, it, it seemed to me more unfair that sort of the change in what the game was at that point, right. you know, from, you know, going from like a duck and cover um, to um, more of a, um, you know, survival horror game, you know, open game where you can't use cover, that that was more what I felt was sort of unfair. I, I didn't I didn't feel like any of the scenes were unfair. You know, some of the um, the instances that were kind of shooting galleries. Yeah, as as you play through the game, a lot of them got tougher. You know, more enemies. It seemed like mm -hmm. in some era areas you would like run out of ammo, so you would have to go in. Uh, you know, fist blazing, take someone out, grab some ammo, kind of roll away, get back to cover. Right. Um, and, and I didn't mind that. I mean, I, I really didn't feel like any of those sort of deaths were, you know, what I would consider unfair or, you know, I never got overly frustrated with that. Um, it was the more of the, the changing gameplay overall that really frustrated me. And that, you know, it's just kind of my opinion about it. So, no, that, that's good. Cause it's sort of, it's like, um, as soon as I, I'm going to assume that like, as soon as you mastered the like duck and cover mm -hmm. gameplay, they, they pulled a 180 on you. Yeah. And and, and, um, and you can always like with the ducking cover. I mean, you could always even on normal. I mean, you could just you know just stay in cover until your health replenished and just kind of go back at it. You know, it was right, and that's that's what I relied on like yeah. ninety percent of the time. Sure, sure. Yeah, um, the, the but what I what I think was unfair was that like you'd have you know two or three, four sometimes waves of at least six or eight enemies at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, like you said, running out of ammo, you know, having to make those risky moves, uh, to get ammo and stuff like that. That's what I thought was kind of unfair. Like yeah. maybe, maybe the, the length of these gunfights yeah. was sort of not right. Yeah. I mean, it, to me, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I still didn't think it was unfair, but it, it, it definitely brought it out more or further. I mean, we can't call this a realistic game, you know, or, you know, a realistic real life scenario but mm -hmm. it, it kind of brought it further out of that you know to be more like oh i gotta run in roll in to a guy that's like got a machine gun punch this guy where other people are shooting at me and then go back into cover and replenish my health you know right and so yeah. it, it sort of um um what was the best way it, it sort of broke that 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 fourth wall that you know that idea of like being immersed in the game you know you kind of know mm -hmm. you're playing a game um, I mean, you always know you're playing a game, but sometimes, you know, you can sort of get immersed in these things and it, it you know, it seems more natural um, to where that right. sort of yeah, pulls you I think out like a little bit. Sometimes, you know, running out of ammo can 
heighten the tension of a scene. Yeah. Um, but if it, running out of ammo only reminds you that you're playing a video game, <laughs> it kind of works against yeah. itself. Yeah, yeah. But I will say, you know, you know, one thing I did really like about the game was the the weapons in the game. I thought that there was a nice enough variety of um, weapons and ammo, but mm-hmm. um, it wasn't over the top. It, it seemed like like when you were in the bunker, um, you know, the like the grease guns and things like that really fit the atmosphere and, you know, um, you know, stuck with the whole idea that the Germans were down in that area, you know, and that's where right. you're you, that's why you're using those type of weapons. And it, it was, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of nice, you know, and, um, you know, there were some areas that were more open areas that would have, you know, sniper rifles, you know, you'd find, you know, some of these new guns. Um mm-hmm. And so there wasn't like an overabundance of weapons. There probably weren't over twenty different types of weapons in the entire game, which I, which I felt you know was was kind of nice. You kind of got a feel for what everything was and mm-hmm. and uh, what would be um, better for whatever situation you were in during yeah. the game. So um, yeah, can I? Uh, I'm sorry, screaming into the microphone here. Um, can I? <laughs> can I just get Steven's take on what we were talking about with the gameplay and and uh, with the gunplay more specifically? I uh, I posted a meme in our chat of Neil Druckmann that said, you know, if the game's too short, add seven million more enemies. And Steven said. Uh, you know, only you would complain about the the number of enemies in a shooter. <laughs> so, which I mean, touche. Like you're absolutely right. Uh, so I just wanted to get your point after going through the whole game, Stephen, and and hearing, you know, what everybody else has to say about the gunplay and the, those gunfights that just seem endless, and the enemies are just bullet sponges. Like when I think of this game, I'm I'm kind of I always compare it to Gears of War and for some reason I feel like Gears of War was just a so much better like implementation of this kind of duck and cover shooting and I just want to get your take on it like now that we've all finished the game like um uh just the, the go ahead yeah, yeah just, the shooting and I don't know I mean I feel like that's um I always felt like the shooting was was well done in this game. Uh, I, I I think there were some people on the forum that criticized it, but I honestly don't see where it's much different or any worse than um, you know a, a Max Payne or Tomb Raider, um, anything like that. Um, it's funny you should mention Gears of War because um, you guys keep um, referring to the enemies as bullet sponges, and I. And, and yeah, they take a few shots to take down, but I, I really feel like the term bullet sponge is an over-exaggeration when I have recently played Gears of War, uh, replayed it, and enemies in that game can take like a full clip from a machine gun to take down, you know, <laughs> um, just just because that's the kind yeah, of game no, it that's... is. Uh, yeah, I, good point. Um, um, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I think like at, at one point I started counting how many bullets it takes to take down an enemy mm-hmm. and like generic enemies were sort of three shots mm-hmm. with with i guess like the handgun right? right yeah um but then eventually you start relying on more like the two-handed guns which um you can only carry sort of two types of weapons at a time mm-hmm. well three because you have grenades um but like you have a one-handed gun and a two-handed gun and that's all you have it kind of kind of adds to what little realism this game has um but like eventually you start relying on like you know the the uh, the rapid fire mm-hmm. 
guns a lot more. He started relying on the uh, on the shotguns a lot more. And you kind of think like, well, you know, it should only take like two or three. But you probably didn't realize that you shot this guy like 15 times when it only took like five bullets. I don't know. I think. Yeah, Stephen, I think you're you're. Just real quick, your comment on bullet sponges is is a good one because you, you know me, like I hate like cliched and overused terms in gaming. Like when I asked you to explain tank controls uh-huh. when we did Resident Evil, like it's just a buzzword that's overused and bullet sponge is one of those and even I'm guilty of it. I sent you another, you know, meme that said like this is just bullet sponge the game. But you know what? Now that we're hashing it out, kind of unpacking it a little, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe it's not that bad. Maybe it's not bullet sponge, like shooting an enemy three times to put him down. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know many people that I could shoot three times that that wouldn't get knocked down or like say, all right, stop shooting me. Like, but as we've gone over, like, you also don't know anybody with regenerating health. Right, exactly. Like, this isn't a real life simulator. Like, and you're right, compared to Gears of War, compared to Halo or whatever, like, Mm -hmm. maybe this isn't so much of a bullet spongy problem. But I guess there is a. I um, think there are just times. Well, yeah, I think there is a valid. There are just times where it feels like a bullet. uh, Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, Yeah, but I think there is a valid point there when uh, you kind of get later in the game and like they want to make the game more difficult. So the enemies they 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 sort of contextualize it by giving them like body armor and stuff. But they do take significantly more shots to take down. And uh, you know there could be a point made there that those enemies are kind of start approaching bullet sponge territory, but. uh, yeah, but to be fair and to complete this disclosure, I was complaining bullet sponge like within the first two hours of the game. And, and as I've, as we've said, like the final third of the game is just totally different and just kind of goes off the rails. But yeah, but yeah, you're right. I mean, they do. OK, now the, the mercs are there and they have helmets and you're dealing with these mutants and you don't know what they are. And mm-hmm. oh, my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We can get into that if you want. Like, where are we going from here, Floyd? What are we talking about? I don't know. Let's um, <laughs> let's let's sort of jump right into the ending. Um, yeah. There's a bit of a there's a bit of a enemy gauntlet right before the boss battle, um, and that final boss battle is probably your favorite. Your absolute favorite oh style of boss battle. Can you guys imagine? I was screaming like I I knew it was coming because I remembered like kind of I remembered it, but I was just like, yeah. oh no, a freaking quick time event boss battle, a final boss battle. No, I just like it's so it's anticlimactic <laughs> when all you have to do is like punch the guy in the head. Yeah, yeah. no, it was bad. I mean. And again, like maybe a product of its time. This was before these kind of things were like way overdone. And right. people I like me are complaining the about them the on, the, on the Internet all the time. <laughs> but like, again, to go back to it and just to be like, oh, my God, circle button, punch them, triangle button, you know, kick them. And then the game's over. Yeah. Damn yeah. it. Well, there, there yeah. were certain there were other scenes in the game um, that were. um you know button mash scenes like kind of quick time events we had to hit the button you know quick enough um to you know like with with falling debris or something like that they were very few in the game you know spread out through it see yeah that's fine i can live with those because they they last like barely a second yeah 
you know, and they're, they're like, yeah, they're, they're like integral, you know, uh, moment to moment gameplay elements, but they're not like key. Like if your story relies kind of on a QTE kind of thing, yeah, then, then it's just like, it feels, um, you know, anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. Well, how would you guys preferred that the game end? Like, like what? I mean, just sort of like a, um, for no use of a better term, a, a bullet spongy type boss battle. Is that but what? Isn't you that know, kind of what it is, really? Like, I mean, the the boss fight is more the part where he's hiding behind the crates, and you have to sure. shoot him. That that's a good point. And that's what I, I, I yeah. mean. That's what you I always considered. That. I, that's what I always considered the final boss fight. I even forgot that there was a QT at the end until you guys mentioned it. But. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. If you want to call that to it is a, an entirety. That, the the entirety of it is the boss fight. Yeah, that final chapter, yeah. and you kind of he has a pattern mm-hmm. where he kind of shoots randomly like two bullets, and then if he gets you with that third bullet, it's instant death. Right. So yeah. you have to kind of work with his pattern while you're taking out mm-hmm. other guys. But I, yeah, like I'll give you that. That if you want to call that whole chapter the final boss, that's fine. And when you say like, what would you rather it be? I'm thinking of Uncharted 2 um, where I I can't remember every little detail, but it was totally different. It was actually like a boss battle where you had to actually do something like fighting other dudes and knocking pillars down on the main boss. But oh, I right. remember yeah. that one being an yeah, absolute yeah, yeah. frustration. He, um, so I know what you're talking about. Cause yeah. he, uh, the, 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 the main bad guy of uncharted two gets like, he's basically like doped mm-hmm. up on the, like the magical stuff you've been looking that for. That guy is a bullet the sponge. Entire game. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That yeah. guy, that guy, that guy is a bullet sponge. Yeah. So I guess that's um, the case of be careful what you wish for. Would I rather like, uh, quick cover between a couple crates and do a quick time event, or would I have this like frustrating, drawn out, like oh, killing a million, million, uh, you know, add-ons while, uh, oh yeah, you're right, man. I don't know. Well, you know, I I really cheese that last. Like, if we're gonna call that whole level the boss fight, I cheese the whole boss fight, kind of just staying just out of sight of the enemies, like not necessarily undercover, but like. Because uh, you're on that ship and you, you have all those containers, right? And I'd be like hiding behind a container that's sort of just out of sight of the enemies, but I could yeah. still barely see them and kind of knock off a few headshots or something. Yeah, and you can run um, back. I, I did the same thing and I kind of would like, okay, it's getting too hot in here. I'd run back and grab ammo yeah. and just regenerate yeah. my health and then go back and slowly pick them off. Mm-hmm. Which, it, I mean, it breaks the, the flow that they're trying to create for that scene. But at the same time, I like I played on easy uh, and that last yeah. scene is pretty hard. Yeah, me um, too. I played on easy. And as we discussed, you know, in the forum and in our text messages, this game is hard even on easy. I don't care what Steven says. Like it's <laughs> to, be, to be fair, <laughs> I, I did. Um, like I said, I was getting like all the trophies in the game. So after I finished the game, I went back to clean a few of those up so i put the game on easy to do that and i was playing like ridiculously carelessly like, i wasn't using cover i was just running through enemies and i was still dying um doing that um which is you know it's not how the game's mm-hmm. meant to be okay. played but i was surprised that i was still right. actually dying because i thought it would be a complete cakewalk yeah. no that right. makes me feel a little bit better <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no but that's like, part I'm, of the I'm, thing like we we can say 
Like, oh, run and gun. But there's no mm-hmm. such thing as run and gun in this game, for real. Right, like, right. You, you have like, to I'm, be I'm undercover. Glad, I'm glad they didn't make the easy setting a cakewalk. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it could have... I don't think it maybe had to be as hard as it was, but... Again, most of my frustration comes from the final third of the game where yeah no that's it was fair like, what the hell and, are you doing to me game i mean because like this was my second time playing this game i don't want to say it was easier this time around but i was more prepared like i knew what i was getting into yeah. so like i was never caught off guard um so i'm curious to see how how rich felt about a lot of this game because you're a first timer for for uncharted yeah um i mean i knew what i was getting into i mean i've you know, you know, I, I know like what these um, third person shooters are like. So, uh, you know, I, I didn't really know it was a duck and cover game um, until, mm-hmm. you know, I, I got into it. Um, and I've, I've really never played the Gears of War series. So um, but but I do know enough about it to know that it is duck mm-hmm. and cover. Uh, yeah. But um, but yeah, um, I, I knew what I was getting into, you know, for the most part, um, you know, like a Tomb Raider type game, Indiana Jones story, and, you know, I was excited about playing it. Um, you know, when you mentioned that you wanted to play it, I think you and I had, like, kind of talked in private. We are like, oh, Uncharted 4 came out. Why don't we play an Uncharted game? And, you know, yeah. that, that would be kind of cool. What do you think about this? And, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, that'll, that'll be fun. We'll, we'll do that. And so, you know, I was. I, I'm always excited to play modern games with you guys. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, and it's, you know, one of the reasons I was happy to kind of knock it down to one game a month so I would have more opportunities to, uh, you know, play my newer systems and, uh, right. you know, um, you know, yeah. get a feel for what, you know, modern gaming's like and what everybody else is doing. So I, so I enjoy like, it. Um, so that being said, do you have any interest in, in, uh, following through the series to, uh, maybe not necessarily Uncharted 4, cause I mean, we right. know you don't have PS4 yet, but though I did have buy any some interesting- PS4 games yesterday. <laughs> I saw that. Well, I guess yeah. it, I guess you basically sealed the deal. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you sealed the deal for yourself. I'll, I'll just a PS4 say that uh, until dawn is really good. So let's play that when you get a PS4. Yeah, I, I've I've heard so much about that game and, and seen some playthroughs of that game. And that uh, that I think we have to save for uh, for a playcast. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that it, I would love I would love to play that with you guys. It looked fantastic, and I, I got that uh-huh. in Bloodborne. But um, to get back to your question. Um, would I've had interest in playing the other games? Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and from, you know, like you guys are talking about, from what I understand, you know, they, these games only get better and better as far as, mm-hmm. you know, the mechanics are concerned. And, you know, uh, you know, this is the first game that Naughty Dog had, you know, had done. And so you, you always expect these sort of, um, you know, bumps in the road, you know, it's not going to be right. a home run, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, right out of the park, you know, right out of the box. But, um, you know, I I would. I mean, the the story is interesting enough to me. The characters are interesting enough, uh, and the mechanics and um, for the most part, were were good enough that I can only imagine yeah. that they would do nothing but get better and more polished as the series progressed. And and mm-hmm. to me, that was sort of the um, you know the main sort of issue that I had with the game uh, was you know just some of the mechanics. So, um, you know, knowing that those things are getting better. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely play um, more of those, these games down the road. Yeah, yeah I think um, I'd uh, I'd go back and play Uncharted Two. I think it's it's a much better game than the first, um, and I definitely want to see where the series is going. So, like, I want to play. 
at some point, you know, time permitting, I want to play Uncharted 3, and um, when uh, when the when the price drops on Uncharted 4, I'm definitely going to be picking it up. Yeah, yeah for me, I don't... Um, <laughs> I'm going to say again, from the perspective of somebody who has played all three of these games as and uh, you know I went back for the playthrough but if anybody is listening and has played uncharted 1 or played the whole series before and is thinking should I go back and play uncharted 1 I would say don't you don't need to uh, it's just a a source of frustration like yeah but having said that like I, I as much as I ran again on the forum, I ranted about this game, controller chucking frustration, as Rich would say. But like, um, yeah, you just simply don't need to go back and play this game. Um, I'm looking forward to playing Uncharted 4, maybe be when I have a PS4 and it becomes free on PlayStation Plus. But like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna seek it out. I don't want to play Uncharted 2 and 3 again. Uh, I, I just, mm-hmm. you know, this is kind of a fun thing to do for the playthrough if, for me i'm gonna say that if there's anybody who hasn't played the series they can probably start at uncharted 2 and just be fine yeah actually now that you bring that up if you've never played an uncharted game go ahead play the try it try the first one get that uncharted yeah. drake collection on ps4 and play them all if you've never touched mm-hmm. it but if yeah. you played uncharted 1 before you don't need to go back to it i'm 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 Totally fair. <laughs> Making yeah. a statement here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Steven. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I'll just say, after playing Uncharted 4, I, I was excited when Floyd suggested doing the first Uncharted because I, I was already thinking that I wanted to go back and play the first game just to see how it compares. And I thought it would be really hard for me to go back and revisit this game. But I was really surprised with how much I enjoyed it. And... I do think that Uncharted 4 is a is a much better, more well-made game, but at, on some level, I still feel like I had more fun playing Uncharted 1 just because it's more gamey, as we said before. There's more action, whereas um, as you progress through the series, it becomes more cinematic, and um, it ba- they basically, there's less emphasis on combat and more emphasis on just about everything else, which, you know, it's totally cool if that's, you know, up your guy's alley. Um, I... I I like the the gameplay. I like the the shooting. I like uh, I like shooting bad guys. But uh, but for me, it's uh, you know for <laughs> nice. me it's uh, no that's that's totally for me, fair. It's the and, entire series you know, like is good, I, and I, I I'd recommend it. Cool good stuff. Glad you know. Glad to hear uh, your input on that. Yeah, totally. Well, Steven, it's nice to hear your thoughts in the game. Um, for those of you out there, um, you know, Steven's been a long-time uh, member of our podcast. He's been with us, um, I know, over a year, probably a year and a half now, right, I think Stephen? that's about right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, he um, sent me a text uh, uh, not too long ago, probably about a week and a half ago, and uh, has, uh, you know, expressed some interest in um, leaving the podcast and doing some other things. Not not out of spite and not because we don't all get along. We love Steven. And, uh, <laughs> not because he's better than us at video games <laughs> by like, a large he's margin. Like, they're, they're, he's they're, like, really, they're really kicking guys. me out because I'm making them look bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, none of that. Uh, Steven has some uh, other pursuits in his life that he'd like to um, you know, take 
uh, focus more of his time on, much like uh, Jamie, who left our podcast some time back. And uh, um, I, just just speaking candidly, man, I'm I'm really gonna miss having you. Um, it's nice to um, to have someone on the show who's such who's such a, a really great gamer, and uh, knowing that. Uh, you know all the frustration that the three of us go through, knowing that Steven's just gonna you know breeze through it and finish the game, and uh, yeah, uh, there's just there's just something you know comforting uh, about about that and having you on the show, and you 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 always bring a great perspective, and you know we uh, you know sometimes we all kind of get uptight about things, and you kind of bring a, a fresh perspective, and you kind um, of bring us back down to earth <laughs> on a lot of things, yeah, yeah, yeah that, totally. and you know we're, we're gonna miss your your experience and your knowledge with games. I mean, like, you know, we're all sort of at one point hating on tag controls and not understanding on what, not understanding what they are. And, and you're like, guys, it's not that bad. It's just like, you know, yeah. Okay. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it's, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be different. I mean, you, you are the, um, the quietest out of the three of us, but when you, but when you do say something, it's always very important and, uh, very, uh, prophetic. And I, uh, you know, I feel like a kid sitting on Santa's lap, you know, just, uh, waiting to hear like every word that you're going to say and, uh, saying, yeah, you know, you're right. So, uh, so yeah, man, we're, we're really going to miss you around here and, uh, definitely hope and that you play some, uh, join us in some of our playthroughs and, um, I think I speak for the rest of the guys saying if um, you know you're ever interested in coming back on the show uh, for any of the games we play, you know you're we're uh, always happy to have you around. We we've really enjoyed having you. Yeah, cool guys. I really appreciate all the kind words and yeah. I just had some not that I didn't enjoy doing this. I'm gonna miss getting on the air and talking with you guys, but I just have some hobbies that have gone sorely sorely neglected by me for the last few years, and I really want to try to get back into those things and I uh, just feel like I needed to make a change somewhere but um yeah I I would as long as the door is open you know if you guys are playing something that interests interests me I will uh you know sign up in the thread and feel free to ask me back on I'd love to rejoin you guys for an episode or two here and there all right awesome awesome well thanks a lot we we really do appreciate it appreciate the time you've put into the show and, and, and the effort. And, um, Steven's also done a lot of editing for the show along with Floyd. And, um, you know, we, we appreciate all the effort that, and, uh, like I said, um, that you've, that you've put into it. So thanks, man. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And Steven, please keep your, uh, uh, sale and trade thread <laughs> open on rfgeneration.com and, because... and, uh, and send us, um, private text before you post yeah, your, your list of everything. <laughs> I, will, I will keep you guys well, posted. Yeah. No, us, I gotta say like, uh, you know, not connected to the podcast or the forum or anything. I've talked about this before. I've done some of my, my really some of the crown jewels, some of the prize pieces in my collection are from Steven and I don't want to talk mm-hmm. about him like he's going to die or anything, but he's just not going to be on the <laughs> podcast anymore. We can still do trades and everything, but like, I just, I, <laughs> I wish, uh, shipping between us and Canada wasn't so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Cause Steven hooks you guys up. Oh yeah, totally. That's what, that's what I'm getting at. And I hope that doesn't stop. That's, that's all I'm <laughs> well, saying. Yeah. Like, you what got I'm my email address, dude. Up. Keep sending me games. Yeah. <laughs> no, I still plan on being, being around RF generation and all that. I, like I mentioned, I looking into writing some reviews and things of that nature. So I'll uh, I'll I'll be awesome. watching you guys in the uh, 
community playthrough sub form and if I see a game that particularly interests me I will probably sign up and would be happy to join you guys on another episode cool very, very cool, cool. Yeah. cool. alright so uh, now that we've kind of got that out uh, let's talk about what we're going to be playing in August um, of course August is my month to host so I'll kind of take it away um, as many of you know, um, E3 was very special this year, um, and one of the best, if not the best games that was announced, um, that we got to see a lot of gameplay footage of was, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh, um, I thought you were going to say Pokemon Go. <laughs> well, we'll probably still be playing that in August as well. <laughs> I will be, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, uh, with the E3 announcement, we kind of, um, thought well let's go back and play a classic game and what can get more classic than uh the uh the original legend of zelda so uh pop out your old gold carts uh your gray card if it's the classic edition uh, edition blow in it and uh don't pop blow it in, in it <laughs> no <laughs> no rich dude. come on don't dude. tell people to blow in their games good times you know what's well, funny? Can I just interject? I know you're trying to do the the preview for next month, but can I tell you I pulled out my Legend of Zelda gold cart. I didn't blow it. I had to clean it not once, not twice, not three times, but four times to get all the gunk out of it to actually get it to read on my Retron 5. Wow. But, but okay, now so I'm good to go. don't blow on your carts. Gently swab them with rubbing alcohol. Yeah, I'm using lighter fluid, which is better than uh, rubbing alcohol. But right, do you know why? I know you guys. Do you guys know why blowing on your carts actually makes them play? It's because your spit creates conductivity. The moisture of your spit connect, creates conductivity between the, the the connector of the game and the console. console it's not actually doing anything. It's just making it, and and that's going to cor- corrode your your contact points. It's, so it's don't your blow in your breath. games. But it's showing your yes. love for your console. No, it's like <laughs> no, a don't. Kiss. You might as well just lick them. <laughs> like, don't, don't do that. <laughs> I, I mean, okay. Now that we got into cart discussion, let me get back to what we're playing right. in August. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rich. Go ahead, man. Sorry. Uh, no, no. So we're going to be playing The Legend of Zelda, but not only are we playing The Legend of Zelda, but we're also playing the second quest of Legend of Zelda, as um, many people know. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have finished the Legend of Zelda over time, but uh, not many people have probably finished the second quest, which is much tougher. Dungeons are located in different locations, and items are in different locations. Dungeon maps are different from the first quest. Uh, so um, it's going to be a real challenge for those of you who are interested in, in um, a, a real challenge of a game. This is it. Uh, let's see who can finish it. Um, and then the other thing that we're going to be doing, we decided um, we, we've we've talked on and on. This will and be on. the real challenge. We've, we've talked on and on and on. And I think more people may be excited for the second game that we've picked than The Legend of Zelda. We're going to be playing Jaws. On the NES, uh, which, oh, yeah. uh, uh, you know, Sean and I have talked over and over about our love for this game um, and, and playing it as a kid and how people always criticize it as, as not being a good game, but it, something that really struck with us in our in our childhood and playing this game and, and, and a game that's sort of dear to our hearts. And so it should be fun. Uh, it can take you five minutes to beat the game or it could take you 45. You never know. So with yeah. Jaws. Jaws is really cool. That's a game that's way ahead of its time, and that is one game 
I don't collect uh, complete in box NES games, but I have two. One is Kirby's Adventure, which is my favorite NES game of all time. And the other one is Jaws, which I got at Digital Press in Clifton, New Jersey, which is one of the most famous video game stores on the planet. And I have a complete in box copy of Jaws that still has the shrink wrap on it. And it's one of those things where somebody just like took an X-Acto knife and cut the shrink wrap on the top. And it's like in perfect condition. So, yeah, that's one of the, the, the special things in my collection. And also because my wife absolutely adores that game as well, yeah. being a huge Jaws fan, as I've mentioned many times on this show. So I'm kind of glad. I know you picked this kind of as a goof, Rich, but I love oh, it. I think it's <laughs> oh I love it too no I mean it, 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 a little bit as a goof because we, we keep talking about it of course. right right uh, but that that's the only goof I really do like this game a lot uh, it's uh it, it's it's a, it holds a special place I remember the first time I played it you know uh, so I, I remember where I was you know a lot of people know where they were when Kiss- Kennedy was assassinated I know where I was the first time I played Jaws on NES so awesome. there it is <laughs> but uh Anyway, well, that's it. Um, I hope you everyone will join us in August for that. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, if you do, um, please write us a review in uh, iTunes, and uh, you know, be sure to check out some of our other podcasts. We've um, uh, I, I can't remember what number this is. That's pretty sad that I can't remember. I know we're in the twenties, right? I think we're close to thirty. Oh yeah, maybe. this is twenty-eight. I we're think just about close 30. to it. Yeah, yeah. It's twenty-eight. So we. Yeah, we've got a nice selection of podcasts to listen to. Listen to some of our back episodes if you've played the games. And um, and uh, like I said, um, keep it tuned to us. Subscribe and uh, enjoy. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, Stephen. Yeah, thank you, guys. that we draw another episode to a close thanks again for listening and extra thanks to everyone who participated in the playthrough and joined us on the forum at rfgeneration.com in august rich wants us to put in a lot of work as the summer fades away join us at rfgeneration.com where we'll be playing both the legend of zelda and jaws for the nes One is a beloved masterpiece loved by millions of people, and the other one is The Legend of Zelda. Just kidding, they're both awesome. Thank you as always for listening, and we'll see you next time on the RF Generation Playcast.